Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Yes, Sersky. Market Monday's back. Yes. In the flesh. We're on a run. Absolutely. Shout absolutely. out to all y'all out there. Y'all are running up these numbers. We love absolutely. 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 Uh, yes, Market Monday is the biggest. Only the biggest. Um, we got a lot to talk about this week. A lot happened last week. Yeah. Um, a lot of news happened. Instagram was on fire. Everybody is running crazy, panicking, hiding out. So uh, Market Mondays is here to save the day. Yes. For some order mm-hmm. in the world. Um, allow you some peace and comfort so you can um, be confident and go out and, and make some money and execute. That's the most important thing. Got to execute. So first and foremost, shout out to everybody all over the world that has championed Market Mondays and has made it the number one show in the world when it comes to all things investing, yes. sir. education, yes, sir. and current events and news. Um, appreciate you guys. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a run. Hell of a run. And we're and we not stopping. Can't stop, won't stop. You know that. <laughs> um, so let's get into this. Um, first and foremost, shout out to the great city of Memphis, Tennessee. Absolutely. Um, 
my guy Curtis Givens. Yeah, yeah. Funny dude, man. Classic, legendary. Legendary, dude. <laughs> legendary. Memphis dude. is Memphis is finest. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, shout out to my brother Clyde Wade. I haven't seen him in twenty years. We went to prep school together. I really? Saw. Yeah, he went to the University of Memphis. Um, so that was my first time ever in Memphis. Um, but it was great. You know, we connected with a lot of people. Some people, somebody drove from Alabama. It was it was crazy. Um, so we got to share some wisdom talk about, you know, business, talk about multiple streams of income, not to, you know, just answer some questions. It was a really dope experience. And we got to meet the great legend, Penny Hardaway. Indeed. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. If you are of a certain age, meaning that you were like 30 and over, you understand how great Penny Hardaway was. And Amazing. I was derailed by Michael Fratcher injuries, which they really didn't know how to treat in the nineties and the early two thousands. So it kind of curtailed his career, but you're talking about one of the most popular athletes, one of the most iconic uh, merchandising runs, sneaker runs of all time. Little Penny. Little Penny, just the marketing yeah. behind that was incredible. Was part of the dream team, was a first team NBA player. You know, him and Shaq were a dynamic duo. I, you know, we, we later saw that show, Kobe and Shaq would show us what dynamic duo should look like, but Penny is just a legend, man. To yeah. see him in person, talk to him, it was a moment. It was a moment. We started a new thing, right? He uh, just had his complex uh, episode where he was talking about his first six signature shoes. He'll put up against anybody's first six signature shoes, like a sneaker versus. Yes. And I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm I'll, with I'll him. put him outside of Jordan, which would be a, a, it's a tough battle. He'll probably lose that battle. But after that, I'll, I'll put it up there with anybody. Six sneaker signature shoes? I like Penny's chances. Yeah, I like his chance. Yeah, super, super cool dude. Yeah. We, met him. we met him at his restaurant. He was with a recruit. Um, so shout out to Penny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope experience for sure. What was the yeah. biggest lesson you guys took away from him that Pe you can share? Um, well, I think um, just being humble. You know, he was with a recruit in his family. I I'm not sure if they announced it yet, so I don't want to say, but they got a they got a good one. Um, very talented young man. So. He was just, you know, it, it's it's a full circle moment for me because I remember watching Blue Chips mm. and I remember the movie when he was the recruit, right? And now we walk into his restaurant and to the private room and he's having dinner with his staff, the recruit and his family. Yeah. And now he's recruiting a 16-year-old to come to Memphis. Mm. So, you know, just seeing that to me was dope. But just, you know, like I said, I mean, I think he was just, he was just a real cool down-to-earth person, you know, um, and I think that's that's a common denominator with any successful person. Like, you, you got to have a, especially if you're a coach and you work yeah. with people, you got to have great people skills. You got to be able to, you know, communicate, um, and you got to make people like you. So, I think that that that's something that's very important for sure. Yeah, I think the biggest lesson I learned. Now we were eating dinner. I, it probably was around nine thirty, ten o'clock. Uh, the work doesn't stop. Mm. You got to remember that three weeks ago, Memphis season ended just three yeah. weeks ago they lost yeah. to florida a m in uh the first round of the ncaa tournament and these are three weeks later he's already looking forward to not only next season but three seasons down the road right so the work doesn't stop um the mild-manedness of it but the even being an entrepreneur we were inside of his restaurant memphis means a lot to him it's where he went to school um as a collegiate athlete he's now the head coach of memphis so that place means a lot to him to see that he's created a business there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's incredible, man. So shout out to Penny again. Um, yeah. So 
Shout out to Penny. Shout out to the Memphis Tigers. Shout out to Curtis Givens. Um, shout out to my guy, Clyde Wade. And shout out to the whole city of Memphis. You know, it was crazy. We was out there. It was on Bill Street. It was all over. And it was like a lot of people was like, yo, I didn't think some people came to the event and they was like, yeah, my friend left because they said that y'all wasn't coming. I'm like, why did they say he wasn't coming? Because like, people don't even come to Memphis. Like people was like scared to come to Memphis. So I'm like, now nah, we here, man. We're amongst the people, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all of these places that we go to. A lot of people have never been to or don't, are not interested in going to. Whether it's Columbus, Ohio, whether it's Oakland, California, whether it's Memphis, Tennessee. Birmingham, Alabama. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. This weekend, Jacksonville. So Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we, all we, over. Hit the, we hit the ground, man. It's, it's not just London and Toronto and Miami. Although we, we love those places. Those are nice no, places. No, sure. There's nice places to patron. That's the place that you know yeah. you would expect us to see. Well, you might not expect us to see us in Memphis, Tennessee, or Columbus, Ohio. And you know what the common denominator is inside those cities that nobody goes to? Opportunity. Mm-hmm. We walk, we walk through Memphis. We're looking at opportunity. You know, we, we're hearing from all the people that are there about the opportunity for people that look like us. Places like Detroit, like you said, Columbus, Oakland. There's opportunities for people that look just like us. We just don't see it. We don't see it. And so like, that's what we're, this mission is, this financial revolution mission is to open the eyes, to see like opportunity in everything, mm-hmm. everything, man, because it's there, it's there. And we have we have a chance to be a part of it. So it's uh, it's good to visit places that, you know, that, and I, I spoke to Ab about this. It was like, I never in my mind would have thought that I'd be in Memphis, Tennessee. Like I never even envisioned that that would be a place that I would go. Yeah. So to hit all these cities that, you know, never thought you would be in, and see the opportunity and seeing people that look like us inside of them and heavily populated. There's a, there's a lot of work to do, man, but it, we're up for the task. You never thought you would be in Memphis? Yeah, I never thought in my life. That's yeah. in your lifetime? Yeah, That's wow. Like it's wow. Memphis, you acting like it's like a, a place in Ubekistan. I never, like. I was going to go to Memphis actually when Mike Tyson fought. This is crazy. 20 years really? ago, 19. Mike Tyson fought in Memphis. And um, that was the first time I, because me, like I said, my guy Clyde went to prep school together. I was going to take a bus from New York City to Memphis, Tennessee. I was like 19, I think like 19 years old. But um, no, nah, Memphis has always been appealing as far as like, you know, it's a lot of culture in Memphis. I understand yeah. like the blues, B.B. Um, King, all of that. Like they got a rich history when it comes to music, even now with, um, you know, Young Gotti, Yo Gotti and all the things mm-hmm. that they, they're doing on their side. Rest in peace to Young Dog. Yeah. Memphis has always had a, a, a very rich um, history. It's like Louisiana, like New Orleans. Like it has a rich, hitch, a rich history for Black culture, rich. especially when it comes to um, music. Yeah. And then they got good sports too. Um, you know, Ja and the Grizzlies. I think they're number two in the West they're right now. Amazing. So they finished too. Yeah, they got a chance of winning the championship. So even like Birmingham, like I said, like Birmingham, Alabama. When we got there, we spoke to to the mayor. Was like, wait, there's a vision for tech here, right? We got we we had a two hour delay waiting for the flight to get there, and it was a thirty seven minute flight. We could have just took a car. It's that close to Atlanta. Oh wow! People don't even know it. Like we, nobody's thinking of it. But like again, with with people are not looking, there's plenty of opportunities. Like we, I know L A is appealing, and New York is appealing, Chicago's appealing, Houston, Miami, all these cities are appealing. But for somebody who's starting out, especially in the real estate space, like you got to look at these cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Shout out to Memphis. Yeah. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah, this wait, week. wait, before. Happy Easter Monday. Happy yes. Easter Monday to my West Indians out there. Everybody that recognizes happy Easter Monday. I hope you got your Easter bun and enjoy Resurrection Sunday yesterday. So is it Easter Sunday or Monday? So Easter Sunday is the resurrection, right? And then some places in the world they recognize Easter Monday, which is the renewal Monday, which is the day 
after the Price is Right restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, okay, let's get this show on the road. Big big week for Ernie Alicia. Yes. Shout out to my guy Cliff, and shout out to Steve. These guys have a mobile STD checking business. Interesting. Um, okay. You're crazy. Thirty six million dollars in revenue last year. <laughs> they hit all. They hit all of the areas that are displaced from clinics, like clinic deserts. Okay. Uh, like rural areas, different things of that nature. A lot of people are embarrassed to get uh, health checks and different things of that nature. So they have a mobile, well, that's one of their businesses. They have a mobile unit and they have also, they have physical centers as well. Um, $36 million in revenue last year. They, Incredible. how much you think that they charge people to come and get tested? hundred bucks. Free. There's the game. They get, they get paid through the insurance reimbursement. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So that's, that's smart. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-six million dollars in revenue last year. That was that's actually amazing. So it's a very dope business because neither one of them are medical doctors. Yeah. Neither one of them have medical degrees. Nope. Mm. Um, but they were able to start a business, which that's another thing. You don't necessarily have to have a medical background to be a medical entrepreneur. We learned a lot. Um, the the health space is the biggest business in America. Um, the number one when it comes to budget mm -hmm. is on is on healthcare. Yeah. So these are these are two gentlemen who really really um kind of figured it out and they got it up and running and they gave the game. They actually gave the game about how you can get started in your, in your healthcare business. You want to talk about where we met these gentlemen? In Death Fest. Ooh. They were, they were VIP gold members at Death Fest. <laughs> they invested in their, in their, in their future. And we met them and now they're on a the podcast. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're legends within themselves because like I said, they actually, we see them at a lot of different places. Mm. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're, so, they're everywhere. Shout out to them. That comes out tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And as I said, we'll be in Jacksonville, Florida um, this week for the Black Festival Conference. Shout out to everybody in Jacksonville. And London. Mm, yes. London, England. Um, we are back. We are Time back. To come back. June 18th, Market Mondays World Tour. Next stop, London. Get your tickets. You've seen what we did when we went to tape. You saw what we did with Royal Albert Hall. This is the, the the trilogy. Yes. This is the final chapter <laughs> in the Godfather Three. Yes. So you okay. never know, you never know what we got up our sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check us out in London. All new information. All new information. We will have new guests, um, new topics to talk about, uh, tailored to uh, the UK market into Europe. Tons of information, trading information, business information. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is a perfect way to get the summer started um, and, and, and really rock out with us. So if you're in America, get your tickets to go. If you're in the UK, get your tickets to go. June 18th, link in the bio. Yes, Peacock, um, yeah, June 18th. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be special. All right, y'all, you know how this goes, man. Let's get this disclaimer out of the way so we can get the show going. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Folks, continue to do the research when it's great research. Share the research when it's even better than great. When it's excellent research, make sure you cite the source. Yes. Give them credit for it. Love is love. Oh, shout out. Wealth, you guys took our post, by the way, 
And um, we put a post up about the 10 different cities throughout the world where the one be- the price of a one bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and um, wealth literally just took the post Remix, and remixed baby. it and put graphics on. And then um, I actually commented on it. I'm like, geez, this, this looks familiar. And they erased the comment. So I don't know who's running wealth's page. Mm. I actually do the content that they post, but uh, that's extremely disappointing to see. Um, so do better. Do better, Wealth. Do better. Because you literally just plagiarized the whole situation. Um, and you could have adjusted it. You could have said credit to Earn Your Leisure. I just said this looks interesting. By you erasing the comment, confirms. it makes it even look more guilty. Yep. Is, so. Confirms my suspicions. Shane. Yeah, Shane. Yes. And when the research is excellent, Please give credit. <laughs> oh, I digress. Ian, do you have any announcements? Yes. Uh, Red Panda Stock Club call will be tomorrow at 9.30 Central. We will cover the eight ways to use AI to dominate the market. Um, number two, happy birthday to my mom and my cousin, Julissa. Love you guys so much. Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday, mom. Thank you. Um, Invest Fest, get your tickets. But <laughs> the Red Panda booth, we had a little meeting yesterday. Giveaways every day. Get there early. Um, we'll be launching a few new products. I'll talk about that next week and get your tickets to London. I'll be covering uh, how to trade the London market for Americans and people in London. Actually, the London market, if you trade it, is a lot less choppy. So I'm going to give you four strategies on how to trade the London market and make a lot of money. And uh, we got my brother, 19 Keys here. Maybe we'll make an announcement about a potential high level appearance on this high level tour. If I've made you money, let's put yes in chat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Invest Fest. Yes, I forgot. How how could I forget? How could you? Invest Fest is back for year three. <laughs> it was an announcement. August 25th weekend, Atlanta, Georgia. We have not announced the lineup yet. We'll be announcing Soon that come. in a couple weeks. Soon come. Just know we have more billionaires this year than we had last year. Let's just say that. They're going to say, how is that possible? We have more billionaires. How is that possible? We have more billionaires. How could it be bigger than last year? more billionaires this year than we had last year. Get your, get your tickets. Get your booth. Uh, yeah. Go to our website. We'll see you there. Atlanta, Georgia. We in the building. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, All right. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this. Um, the 10 most important lessons you need to know this week when it comes to investing, tips on investing, the whole nine. Yeah. I'm going to make these really quick because I want to get keys in here. But number one. Uh, told you last week, we'll, we monitored the situation. It's here. China and Tesla are teaming up to build a mega factory in China. It's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. uh, France's president has stated that we must, what well, they must reduce their dependency on the United States. So that is probably the 12th country that is teaming up against us. Um, even though a lot of you hated the, the blue check thing, Instagram made 666 million from 44 million verified badges, one of the greatest finesses of all time. Shout out to Meta. Great job. Um, number four, look at the top 10 coins on coin market cap. Pick the four that you like and invest in them for the next four years. Um, number five, Apple is looking to make less phones in China and they are finally beginning to lay off people. Also, um, 41 million shares of Apple stock, including Tim Cook has been put on the market. And a lot of people were asking me like, is this a, a good sign or a bad sign? All the insiders are, are going to sell at the top. 
Um, so it was a great time to take profit. Do I think the market will go up as a result? No, they'll probably pull back for like the next three or four weeks, but it'd be a definitely a still a great investment to hold for a long period of time. Um, GM is going to lay off 5,000 more people. So what I want you guys to do is a homework assignment. Go look at all these layoffs since November of last year, add them up. And the number we need to get to is like 3.8 before the market goes up. It's going to be terrible for our, our economy, but great for our stock market. Once we get to 3.8 million, we should see the market take off. Um, Saudi Arabia, Arabia has decided to end the war in Yemen. They've been long-term enemies. That is very interesting, and the timing of it couldn't be better. Um, the Fed announces the launch of Fed now. And we'll talk about Bob Lee and rest in peace to him and his soul. And me and Keys are getting our rest conspiracy peace, bag later. Right? But Fed now is going to launch their version of Venmo and Cash App. So the money will go from bank to Fed now. Fed now to companies like Amazon. This is very scary. And um, I want to say this is a takeover of all platforms. Crypto, banking, NFTs, any tool of liberation. This is the final peg that they need to literally have us financially um, enslaved. And I'm looking at the data. Pensions are dying. Social Security will be bankrupt between 2030 and 2035. Uh, pension liabilities are piling up amongst cities. I don't know how you cannot be worried about the dollar if pensions are going to go away. Social Security is going to go away. And if France's residents are revolting over the extension of a two-year retirement age, because the pension money is not there. What do we think is going to happen here in the United States? Um, and lastly, WWF and or WWE and UFC had a merger through Endeavor. So in times of consolidation and times of recessions, you're going to see a lot more companies come together, sell off to, so that they can exit and have a windfall for themselves. If the market is going to continue to go up, most companies are not selling off. So those are the 10 things this week our audience needs to know. All right. Good rundown. Good rundown. China, I told you. China. Hey, Elon, you're not from America. How about you come team up with us just in case things get a little bit tricky over the next four or five years? Be great for the stock. You said Apple uh, stockholders were were selling shares. Same thing happened for Tesla as well. So it's interesting that you brought those two companies up. Got to buy some liquidity just in case everything goes wrong. All right, so let's 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 bring nineteen keys on. Um, yeah, why wait? <laughs> yes, why wait? Why wait? Let's give the people what they've been waiting for. So, nineteen keys. What's going on, my brother? How are what's you? happening, family? It's good to see y'all again, man. Good to see you too, man. Oh likewise, man. man, likewise. We just had a legendary run in Toronto. We can talk about oh, that later on. But, super legendary. Um, hospitality. Mm-hmm. That sure. that is the new slogan, Northern Hospitality. For sure, for sure. Hey, Keys, can you do us a favor? Can you just turn your mic down just a little bit? Are we loud? We coming in hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually just use the computer. We got, I got, I got, I got fancies for y'all today, so we got to adjust the levels. Thank you. Oh man, we, we greatly appreciate that, man. This is a big show. Yes, the biggest. It's actually the biggest show. The biggest show. Yeah, it in is. Um. So yeah, nineteen Keys. Good friend of the program. He's been on, I think, like four times so far mm-hmm. on Market Mondays. Yes, he's uh, he's reminded me that the the highest rated episode on Market Mondays was his. Oh, every time, humbly. I mean, he just humbly likes it. That's what you have to know. You have to remind him of your worth. 
I really yeah, appreciate it. Right. Right. So let's go for it. Let's go for the record this time, man. Salute for that. Sure. Billy, going on, aliens in it. We can get a Billy Carson type of. Let's go. Five million. Let's go for five million. Let's see if Ian can get abducted before the end of the episode. <laughs> that would be fire. <laughs> The beam, baby. Anything for the views. Who knows? Who knows? The beam down. Kendrick did it. You can do it here. So let's get into this, man. We talked about a lot. We talked a lot about um, AI recently. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the dope conversations that we was able to have in Toronto on stage was a lot of people have been talking about AI, but, you know, I always like to say what's the real life applications that people can actually utilize in their day-to-day life to actually, you know, go out and make some money and, and help their business and, and, help their lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start with this. Um, what are the top three AI apps uh, you like to use outside of chat GBT um, and mid journey? And this is for everybody, anybody that wants to just chime in, or it doesn't have to be three, just any apps that you like to use outside of the ones that people may have already been familiar with. Um, there's one called Descript. I like to use um, Descript. Um, goes in and it can automatically transcript all of your videos. Um, it can take out words, right? Um, it can suggest mood, language, things of that nature. So I like to teach my students on how to write books and I always encourage them to speak their book out and then have it transcribed. And so um, Descript is a great one for anybody who does content because it also allows you to be able to search your content and go back when you talked about certain things. So you can just type in keywords so you would know exactly when you talked about stuff by having everything scripted out. So every time we do an episode, we get everything scripted out immediately right afterwards. Um, and then we create a database. So therefore, let's say, you know, um, I want to know when I talked about, I don't know, Eminem. I type it in and then Eminem, the timestamp will pop up which episode exactly which time. So Descript is a great one for all content creators. Um, and then it's just also another way to save your content to where, you know, it's not just on YouTube. Now you have files of everything, right? Um, I also like runway.ai. Uh, it's a really I'm great sorry. one. And they, yeah, they got version one out now, but they're working on version two, which is going to come with text to video, right? So you can imagine that now you can just type in ideas and scenes um, on your phone. I mean, on your computer, and then it automatically starts to generate that. And it does it by using multimodal. So multimodal is using multiple different AIs together. So imagine using ChatGPT with mid-journey, right, with mm-hmm. video. So now you use ChatGPT to write the script, right? Mid-journey will create the poster, but they're all talking to each other. And then it'll also put it into a um, video, right? So right now it... You know, as far as the video, it's not the greatest, but this technology is moving faster and faster because AI is constantly making itself better. So when Runway came out or when um, Mid Journey came out, you know, the pictures were super abstract and you couldn't get even the eyes right. And now it's crystal clear and we see the Pope going viral with the puff jacket on. You understand me and Trump getting Which was attacked. Fire. So, yes, this AI is moving very fast. There's another one called Video.AI. Um, video.ai yeah allows you to go in there automatically edit your videos so like and, and what you have to remember about all these ais look at all of these as beta tests and as people use them more right in the processing power behind it gets better they're going to be perfect at one point in time 
Um, if you want a site that really has all the AIs, go to the warehouse.ai. It's a constant updated to where you can look at the top ranked ones all the way to the bottom. So if you want a cheat code as far as staying up to date with all the new AI softwares that's out, go to thewarehouse.ai. That's the Thanos of our sites. That, that's a, that was the Thanos right there. So this week, McDonald's uh, had their first autonomous store, the first fully autonomous store. And we've seen a bunch of industries being taken over or having AI incorporated. Can you give people maybe two reasons why they should incorporate it into their functionality and their brand strategy going forward? Well, I would say number one, because everybody's going to do it, first of all. And if you want to have um, an advantage over competition, right, you got to do best practices. And so AI is now one of the best practices that people are going to be utilizing to increase efficiency and effectiveness inside of their business, right? So you definitely don't want to be late to the party. It's like when social media came out, and a lot of people was refusing to use right social media to run their businesses. They was like, no, I'm just going to do the in-person. And we see those stores get swept away. And a lot of people were killing it on the e-commerce side. So anytime you got a new technology, especially one like this, is not just a new technology. First of all, AI, the reason why AI was able to have the fastest rate of you know, downloads and users than any other platform in history because AI is the first technology that has been marketed 50 years in advance before it come up to the general public. Yeah. So everybody was already primed with all of these ideas in ways that AI could possibly go very wrong or things that AI can possibly do good. So it's a familiar technology because it's been embedded into pop culture, into science, right? Into philosophy, into all of these different things. So AI is not one of those technologies that's just like blockchain or cryptocurrency or none of those things. The world has been very familiar with AI. There's really not much to think about when it comes to it. It's a machine that can possibly do things smarter than human beings. That's the simple general intelligence of what AI is, right? So you want to make sure you're using the best practices. Um, another reason, because it allows you to, I look at AI as a uh, wealth transfer in a sense, right? Absolutely. If you can have the smartest person in the world work for you, right? And you can pay, possibly get them to work for you for free or for very low cost labor, wouldn't you, right? Not only that, they don't complain. They don't procrastinate. You know what I'm don't saying? It's cheap labor, they don't get sick, right? And they're going to work harder than you possibly. And for entrepreneurs, it's hard to find people that's going to work as hard as them or harder than you, right? And so it's going to um, increase the competitive abilities of, uh, from first, I would say, like smaller businesses compete with top line businesses when it comes to their output and marketing and branding and also, you know, idea generation. Like this is a generation, the most important thing for us to do is to have the ability to think and be creative. Mm -hmm. You no longer have to be the one who knows how to code, because if you need a coder, instead of paying somebody tens of thousands of dollars, you can learn the basic information about coding and how to take the code from chat GPT four as it gets better and then build you out a website from that or create a plugin from that or whatever it may be. So that lets me know that the most important thing right now is creativity and ideas. There's a lot of people that have access to ChatGPT, but they don't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. right? Because we're used to being told what to do. So the first jobs that will go are the, the, the jobs that are rules heavy, right? Like, because you can teach 
So if it's like, you know, uh, um, uh, um, let's say somebody who does taxes, taxes are follow certain rules, right? So they can teach the AI those rules instantly. And therefore, the AI can be better than any tax preparer ever in history. Right. So those are the jobs that's going to go away the fastest. Yeah, and I'll say this too in this trade war that we're in, whoever wins the AI race will win the war. Oh, um, you won't get it. We that. have a we might as well start supremacy. I mean, like listen, they're listen, very smart people, right? They believe AI will kill everybody. That's not a that's not a it, it, it may seem crazy as a joke, but it's it's a possibility because AI can be, you can see it as a savior or you can see it as the greatest weapon against humanity, mm -hmm. right? Greater than the atomic bomb, right? Because if you create something that's smarter than you, right, you don't, you can't predict it at that point, yeah. right? So the idea of a singularity is crazy, but more so the idea of these computers continuing gaining processing power. And the way you can look at this is this. So if you look at the error level between ChatGPT 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? They're significantly different. So a lot of people, you got 100 million people that just hopped on it, but the error level in like the first versions of ChatGPT was high, somewhere sometimes like 50 to 80%. But you think it's true because they don't have to cite uh, sources or references. So most of America and most of the world, they have a, a I would say, it's not the highest IQ. So you don't know when a person is bullshitting you or not, right? So AI can be BSing you. So, you know, imagine if you go, if, if you only allow the world to get ChatGPT1 and you have ChatGPT4, right? Where his accuracy is 80% and one is 20%, right? So it don't matter if you have AI, if you have a better AI than everybody else. So what these countries are going to do in, 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 you know, uh, we can talk about the uh, the chips and how, you know, the chip supremacy plays into this as well, because yeah. that's a big piece to this whole entire puzzle is the fact that countries are going to be vying for greater processing power and AI would allow human beings to finally achieve quantum computing to a point where the processing power is so great, it can run every single idea we ever thought of and it's going to be advancing the human race beyond our own capabilities, meaning that, or just the fact that it may have taken us a hundred years and it may take the computer one year to get done because it can process way more things and it has access to everything. So once it goes live online and it's pulling from millions of pieces of data and it can sort that data out and it can see things that the average person does not see, or not even just that they won't see, but every scientist that's working on something don't have access to every piece of information in the world, hmm. right? So human beings have collected a massive array of data and information, and you're just going to feed that to AI and say, solve this problem, and it's going to do that. I mean, there have even been cases, I'm sure you guys saw it, where um, breast cancer was detected four years ahead of time. Um, this is the reason why NVIDIA has been shooting up so much the last three or four weeks. Um, and once that quantum computer comes into place, look at what, what they'll be able to do with crypto, uh, NFT creation, customized movies. Like this is the race. Like internet right. was the big thing for the nineties. Chips and automation is going to be the key for now through probably 2036. Um, it's the most important invention probably out of the last 30 or 40 years. Um, yeah. Even with ChatGPT, it's the app that I use the most on 
my phone and computer and it's probably the cheapest product I've ever used. Um, same like video AI is one of my favorites. It's number one for me. Notion is a note taking app. UI Zard is like a user interface. So you can like create a user interface for an app in like five minutes and chat GPT writer is a Google Chrome extension where it can like go through and write all of your emails and reply back for you in less than two minutes. Um, I've never seen a technology like this. Like Siri was amazing when it came out. I'm really mad that Apple didn't buy this uh, technology early enough, um, but I'm glad that Microsoft did. But NVIDIA is going to be a player to be dealt with for sure in the space for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. NVIDIA is powering the AI race. Yeah, I'm glad you said Siri because when you do the search on it, if you look at the best AI applications, Siri is always the top one. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying, Keys. Like, it's been a process of over 50 years. We, they've been implementing it for 50 years to the point where it's like, oh, this is not a surprise. You were ready for this this moment. So, so like, mm-hmm. when you think about Siri, and last week we spoke about Alexa, and we spoke about how some other things that are, are being implemented, it was like, wait, this isn't new. Mm-hmm. But this the format that, that is now being presented in is to us. And so, I, I like you said, like, the, the chip space is important. But it, it, it makes me think about, when, maybe a couple of months ago when we were talking about Taiwan mm-hmm. and importance from that, from, from a, a geopolitical standpoint, do we, do we need to even put more emphasis on the situation that's happening here with Taiwan? Absolutely. If you're saying this is the semis will be the leader of the future. Keith, you want to go first? I think you I'm, I'm coming in. I'll hard. just, no, I'm going to, I'm going to let you take the full, but if, if, if you understand, you know, the way NVIDIA is building out their chips and the importance of chips in this race for AI supremacy, mm-hmm. then you can understand the motives on why certain chess moves need to be made now, mm-hmm. right? So the timeline for countries to take more risky bets, right, is saying that we can't wait another three to five years because AI has changed everybody's timeline because scientists were thinking maybe 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and all those predictive markers are being reset and readjusted based on what they're seeing that's happening with ChatGPT4, mm-hmm. right? And with ChatGPT5 arrives, everything changes. They already are scared of ChatGPT4, but that going to have to arrive based on these new chips being able to process, right? So when we look at what was happening in China, they're talking about they were building out, you know, um, 7G to 10G. Why? That was part of the technological AI race. We know in the way that the landscape is set up right now, whoever wins the tech race controls the world, right? Because they set the standards for all technologies that come out and, you know, what will be used. So we're seeing the great quickening of society as, you know, chips become cheaper to be able to make through these new processes that NVIDIA has with the lithography and all of the light and the way that they're... um, you know, embedding these chips was an amazing process when you kind of just look at it, but that can only be done by AI, right? And so, of course, the chip race is the piece that most people are not seeing, but it's a motive on why the global players have to make their moves now because they want to have dominance for, you know, time dominance for the next 100 years. I think that um, it's very important to keep uh, abreast of, political actions domestically and abroad. So we know that um, China in the last couple of days has uh, expressed extreme aggression on Taiwan 
-hmm. They are conducting military drills off the shore of Taiwan, um, quote unquote, to serve as a steer warning. Um, they have uh, plans in place that they have, you know, missiles that could strike uh, the capital city. They haven't launched them, but they kind of like, like just, you know, announced a prototype of what potentially could happen if that did take place. Uh, for anybody that is not aware, uh, the China-Taiwan issue has been going on for a while. Taiwan uh, looks at themselves as an independent state. China looks at it as a territory of China and a mm. part of China. Being that it's a part of China, they look at it like they have rights to everything that's inside of it. Um, and Taiwan looks at themselves as independent. And the U.S. is an ally to Taiwan in this situation. Uh, Taiwan is also home of Taiwan Semiconductor, mm-hmm. which you talked about, TSM, which is one of the uh, most prominent chip companies in the world. So this goes on to a long list of different things. And, you know, I, I, I'm one of these people where I don't really like to watch too many conspiracy theorists because a lot of conspiracy theorists, they, they don't really have any information to back up their conspiracies. But some of the stuff is actually real. So when yeah. you look at China and you say, okay, um, TikTok, right? We know that it's been established that there's a different algorithm in China as opposed to America. America uh, is pushed for young people for dances and, you know, a bunch like what you're eating and a bunch of nonsense. And in China, the number one thing is um, science, math, and engineering. Mm-hmm. The number one occupation that children in America want to be is content creators. And the number one occupation that children in China want to be is engineers. Um, now you look at, you know, their aggressive nature when it comes to Taiwan, which is one of the most technologically advanced countries on earth, um, which one of the largest chip makers on earth also. And you start to see things and they say, okay, well, is every, is this a coincidence? Is it a coincidence? No, or is it a strategic yeah. plan? Is it a strategic plan to go about it in a, in a not traditional way of, you know, having fighter jets outside your front door, but, you know, strategically taking over the technology, dumbing down your opponent so they don't even realize what's actually happening. And over the course, it's a long game. Over the course of 20, 30 years, you have become extremely superior in your education, in your technology. And um, now you really can't fight it. You know, the, the new wars will be fought on the internet as opposed mm-hmm. to being fought on the ground. This is why cybersecurity is one of the biggest things that anybody should invest in or, or seek a career in. Um, so it's, 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 an, it's a new way. And even when you look at the, the different um, biological warfare as well, um, the, the wars of the next hundred years will be fought differently than the wars of the last 4,000 years. Absolutely. In my opinion. So Absolutely. yeah, all of this, all of this is, is, is interesting. You have to be aware of what's happening outside of the country because mm-hmm. eventually it will affect you. Yeah. And, it, and just to add to what you're saying, it's like that strategic move that happens between China and Taiwan, it makes sense why you see a TSM making factories in the United States, mm-hmm. right? So when they say they're going to spend a hundred billion dollars to build factories in Arizona, 
it makes sense, right? Because if they have a factory here, then if anything happens there, they still know that's a company. protection. Yeah. Have some protection. And it's also why you start seeing companies, and we spoke about this two years ago, like Global Foundries, that are creating their own factories here, where it's like, all right, we don't have to be so reliant. When we talk about TSM, we're talking about 50% of the world's semiconductors. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty large dent inside the space. And so you try to become less dependent on the space in the event of some type of- Oh, but by the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, nothing in this world is free. So you're not dependent on one person, you're dependent on another person. That's how life works. So America is not their ally because they're they're just the greatest nation in the world and they wanna just be friendly people. Everybody has an agenda. So it's like, okay, you're valuable. We need you. We can't lose you to China. Yep. Come to America. It's not, they're not inviting countries. They're not inviting a lot of other countries to come to America. Yeah, they're, not, they're not giving a lot of other countries arms. Isn't that the, the that's the value of like, like add value. What value do you have? Your value outweighs the value of this other country. Your value is the way, like what we're going to need. For you. <laughs> come here, have some incentives, bring the factories here, bring jobs here. Right. Well, At yeah. some point we have to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rather have you as an ally versus an enemy, but at some point we have to have a discussion about when will America stop doing business with our enemies. To the TikTok point, they've adjusted even in that strategy where like one of the main pages on TikTok now is a science, technology, engineering, and math page. So everyone had a big outcry about that. They quickly adjusted in the most recent update. Um, I I think that China between 2024 and 2026 will invade Taiwan. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever put on clothes to go play basketball, took a ball to the gym, and never actually played in the game? No. So with this drill, Russia had these same kind of tests outside of Ukraine, and then what happened? All-out war. If China is beginning to test their arms in Taiwan, it is for a reason. It is to not exercise some insecurity that they have. Um, And this is like, TSM is like the equivalent of LeBron James. Whoever gets this asset is going to control the future for the next 30 years. And we are so stretched thin between bad leadership, all the wars we've had being stretched geopolitically. uh, We can't lose this. But I think after the next election, we're going to see China make a big push to gain this asset. And I think we're going to see a lot of American companies start to bow down and cower to China to want to save themselves from being destroyed. We'll see. I, no, it's going to come true. Just like the Elon took his ass to China to build the mega pack thing. I'm telling you guys, just listen. Well, and then also sometimes people, sometimes countries do um, do drills and, and they, and nothing ever happens. That's historic. That's, there's a precedent for that. North Korea, has been doing drills outside of South Korea for years and they have never done anything. So They're sometimes power, like a non, yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying there's a precedent for it. So yeah. not to say that obviously there's a big difference between North Korea and China, but there is, there is a precedent for intimidation, political plays is there's different things that strategically go into place sometimes where you're not, you don't necessarily have the intent of attacking, but it's like, okay, if you fear me, now you're going to give up something or you might surrender early or I might get concessions from America because they're scared or different or NATO might come in. And so 
you know, it's, it's a very strategic play that goes into play with these military games. And sometimes it, it means full out aggression. Sometimes it's just a pump fake. Yeah. And, and what is that yeah. done? I mean, when, when there's uncertainty like that, just looking at the stock itself. So I know most people are thinking like, should I invest in that? Well, risky geopolitical situations lead to volatile stocks. Absolutely. And so there's something that happened with TSM and probably went under the nose of most people. But if you look at what Berkshire Hathaway did in February, they sold 8 million shares of TSM. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of those things when we, when we talk about watch what the money's doing. If they sold 8 million, right? There's something like Warren Buffett. We, we always talk about one of the greatest presses of all time. Obviously, Charlie as well. Hasn't been wrong. If they sold 8 million in February, and we're still, we're talking about this in April, there's something that they saw as well. It's a reason why. They're usually making moves like a year, two years ahead, you know? And, and, and that's why they're they're good and most people don't see it because it's not instant, mm -hmm. right? You don't really see the ripple effect until a year later, two years later, maybe three years, and they say, oh, because they, they, they have really good risk management. Absolutely. You understand me? Like, even if the probability is high, it's not worth holding on, right? And the probability is extremely high right now. And so I feel like as, as like, you know, and that goes into many wars. And you said something pivotal, Rashad. When you're talking about going to war with a country, because wars look different, most people don't know when we're at war. Mm -hmm. Right. And how you would attack a nation from a different standpoint than a hot war with ammo and guns and missiles and, and strikes. No. So now we're looking at attacking the citizens. Right. Especially utilizing technology because you talked about dumbing people down, demoralizing the citizens so they don't have that same pride. Right. Like when you look over at China and you think about his military, you think or North Korea, you think about a military class that is completely in love with their country, for their country, completely militaristic, strict, family oriented. Like they have still like how we used to be right. How we used to be. So when you look at old America, patriotism, right, the propaganda that used to be spread in America as far as what are the American values and ideas right now. In America, we have a war of values, right? We have a war of ideas. And so America doesn't currently have a strict identity, right? As far as other countries, when you would name them, America, it has, you know, infighting going on and they have civil moral wars that's going on. Be like, come on now, they're going after their own president, right? But, or but, their can you, own president. Can I, just, can I just interject on that? When was America like that? America always had infighting. I remember in Vietnam when half of the people were strung out on heroin, the other half, like Muhammad Ali, refused to go. They said, we're not fighting. America was never just one single nation where everybody just pledged allegiance to the flag. 1940 through 1968. You could say that, but then there's even Paul when a lot of the soldiers defected and they went to France and they never came back because they said that the way that they got treated in, in Europe was way better than they would get treated in America. So there was always a disconnect in the, in the armed services. Black people always black people. black people are always unproportionately still to this day make up a higher number in armed services than what they are in the population. And there was always disenfranchisement. These other countries don't have that. These other countries, it's just Chinese people that serve it in the armed forces. North, so we can't we can't just say that because 
there's never been a thing where all American soldiers just pledge allegiance and they always felt they had a dream. They had a but America has an, an identity of what America is, right? Black people, of course, you know, from the civil rights eras to the nationalist movements that we've had in America, we've, the, the single thing that black people have more than any other people on the planet earth is we are the greatest fighters and advancers of social causes and justice. Absolutely. Right. We fight for freedom, justice and equality more than any other people. And we've advanced the fight more than any other people in any other history and time, right? From our flight locally, it creates global ripple effect. But there were certain traditions and values that were the idea of America. America was one big Bible belt, if you will, in a way that it projected itself to the rest of the world. America is waning on its influence heavily because people don't want to be Americans no more. Yeah. Right. And so that identity of conservatism in America and traditional Christian moral values has disappeared. And it's been a completely deconstruct of what the core values and identity of what America was projecting as its propaganda. Now that's no longer there. America tries to go to other countries and pushes its ideas. And now they're getting the fight back because people say, we don't want to be like America, mm -hmm. right? We see that more prominent in African countries than any other thing. Malcolm X was so dangerous because he exposed America when America was trying to project to other nations about what they should do. And it made it seem like they had their own thing right together. And Malcolm X went to these nations and say, no, they treat us like in this country. Right. And so that was dangerous for him because he put it on a global stage talking about human rights. Today, the conversation of like it's worse. I think that any other time between Democrats and Republicans, because it's not just Democrats and Republicans, you see the people right through social media fighting each other daily. We don't really know what's happening in China. Right. But America's business is blasted on the forefront all the time. We people know that we don't like Biden. Right. Because people make fun of him all the time, every chance that they get. Right. Even though they're trying to arrest Donald Trump, Mike Tyson is taking pictures with him ringside. Right. So it, and another China would never let that happen ever. They wouldn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? So like America is seen weak right now on the global stage. And then when you talk about TikTok and social media, America is the most self-degrading society when it comes to the way that we present ourselves. Yeah. Shout out to Black China. And, and I feel like there's going to be a great natural movement that comes about because, you know, cycles and trends run out right where there was the whole let me get a body for a bag right and some people start looking like body bags and now right they want to bring life back to themselves and so she got rid of the injections got rid of the lips got rid of the breast got rid of the glutes you feel me and now she's going back to herself and i think that that's going to be a movement when people are saying i want to be natural in a world that's more artificial right and we're going into it's a it's a fight in a war between what's natural and artificial and people are rewriting what's natural and what's artificial today. This is the most shameless generation of any time on the history of the planet. Because the moment you try to hold somebody accountable to a standard, they say, don't shame. Yeah. So the ideas of freedom and liberation have been turned consequently to uh, these new agendas and ideas that people push to say that, no, you can do whatever you want to do as if it has no consequence. And that's not good for a country because a country needs to be strengthened by its citizens. Those citizens need to be intellectual to join the fight that's going on, 
right? But when you got a dumbed down society, right? Not only are they easier to control for you, but it's harder for you to win a war against a society that's smarter than yours. Tyson. Tyson looking crazy out Black there. China. Trump, shout, Biden. Shout out to Mike Tyson. Though. And American history all in but one That was an interesting lineup. That was, a, <laughs> that was an interesting lineup. They yes. Grant, you know, they had uh, OBJ. He was in the second row. He wasn't with them. We we, we can't put him with them. He was there. Joe, he Joe was there. He, he was there. there. Yeah, how could you not put him with him? No, 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 no. How could you not? He was I mean, shot, at, shout he out was to him. At the fight, he wasn't sitting he, he ringside. I didn't see any pictures with OBJ. Uh, Justin Jefferson was there, receiver from the... the they Vikings. had a lot of people there. Shout, a lot of people there. shout out to Israel. Um, what's his last name? What's his last name? Israel Adesanya. Oh, my God. Yes. Amazing victory. That was a great victory. Um, um, okay. Okay. Let's talk about okay. <laughs> let's talk about um currencies. Well, before we talk about currencies, let's bring it back to 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 um practical uses. What's three ways you're using AI to be more efficient in, in business and life? Um, number one, I've been training all of my employees to Learn how to become great prompt managers of AI, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to rely on their intelligence at all, right? So if I say, hey, I want a um, a set of emails that's going to be sent out for the high-level tour, and I need them to be intellectual that make people question reality, right? Then I need you to be able to go into ChatGPT and create a prompt that's going to get you the right set of replies so that you can then make that email. Decreases the time you're going to have to spend, right, on creating that email, but also you now get to generate more ideas which allow us to be more effective. Because I don't have to hire 10 more people, so now one person can do the job of 10 people or possibly 100 people, right? So in business, training people to use the AI is more important, right? So if we go through the different list of AI, say, okay, I need, to, I need you to be efficient and this AI management, right? So I need you to manage this tool. And that's a more important way to manage employees right now, saying that, okay, who's efficient in AI? Because now I don't have to depend Absolutely. on your grades or your experiences, right? I need you, number one, to understand the culture of the business. And then number two, I need you to be efficient in these new technologies, right? If you can't do that, then I don't need you at all. I'll find somebody else, right? So for me, that has allowed me to uh, put a certain standard on my employees to say, we need certain efficiency. And if you don't know this, then you're outdated. You're the old yeah. model. What well, well, uh, uh, are you expecting uh, out of them as a result of using it? Uh, efficiency and effectiveness. I need them to have greater output. I need what you could do when, when you say that, you know, um, I can only do 10 emails a day. You should be able to say, you know, you should be able to get 100 done, right? Yeah. Then you should be able to figure out different marketing ways that you can add on to the business as well, because they have AIs to where you can go in there and it can generate ideas for you. So you should come to me with ideas and say, yo, this is what we're missing. This is what allows us to be able to be a more complete and round business. So I don't want people that need to be told what to do, because those are the jobs that are going to be replaced the fastest. I need people who can critically think. Right. During this time right now, you know, let's say if we get in scholars or, or, or responses for people that want to sponsor the episode and I say a person say, well, I never put together that type of letter. 
I don't, I don't need that from you. I need you to go to AI and I need you to train yourself on how to get AI to put together this type of letter. What is the format, right? And then have it sequence it. So now I feel like I can give orders that's beyond people's skill level as long as they can manage the AI to get the work done, right? So now, my, now the workforce gets to become whatever I need them to do versus, okay, you do this specific task, you do this task. No, everybody's LeBron. Now, yep. I don't have no, I don't have no, I don't have no, 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 no bench players. Everybody's starters. Everybody's the star. Everybody does everybody's job, right? That's how they do in the Marines and things of that nature. When you have the top tier teams, every in case one man falls down, the next person knows how to do the next person's job. So I don't take no for an answer no more because we got an AI. You understand me? And I think that that's a beautiful thing. At the same time, I do think that. There's going to be a lot of issues that's going to arise with AI. There's a lot of great things going to arise with AI, and it's going to be a yeah. conversation because it's the the greatest shift in technology that human beings will ever go that's through. True. Yeah, yeah. talked about, and we've had this conversation before, you and I, about prompt engineering. And so mm -hmm. I'm sure there's some people in the audience who are not fully aware of what that is and how important it is. But for those who do know, I guess can you can you where would somebody refine that skill or learn that skill set or where do they study to even become somebody who can do this i mean this is pretty one of the most important things to ai right is that that yeah. language so right now there's now one way to say who would be good at prompt engineering right there's a debate on this as we speak as far as who would be the greatest at this skill what i believe you know uh, i think it, 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 my interpretation of AI is it works better if you're already smart, right? And so prompt engineering, prompting period is, you know, typing in, you know, one sentence or word and getting a response, one to two, three responses. That's traditionally what a prompt is. Prompt engineering is engineering and designing, right, your speech or your inquiry in a way where AI can respond, you know, correctly. So if I say AI, listen, I need you to write me a movie script, right? AI is going to write a movie script. It's going to ask you, okay, what kind of movie script? And you'll be like, okay, well, I want to write a scary movie that would be good blockbuster hit right now in 2023 as we go through war times. Now, why would I add context about war times? Because maybe it has information about, you know, the type of content that a person would want to watch during uncertain times during war, Right. But then I would take it further. So let's say you're a movie buff and you say, okay, well, I want you, I need you to assume. So now you're telling the AI to take on the characteristic. I need you to assume that you are Stephen uh, King, right? And I want you to write a movie like Stephen King would make. So now it's going to get a completely different response than if you would have just told it to write a movie. So this is prompt engineering, right? Prompting it to get different responses until you get the correct one. Right. And some people know how to go in there and automatically put the context of what they want the response to be the first time or second time versus somebody else that may be spending a whole day trying to get AI to get it right. And so good prompt engineers know how to go in there and get the right responses in a quicker and shorter amount of time. Right. So like when I'm researching things because of my mind is creative and I have maybe a little more data on certain subjects. I'm going to go in there and be like, okay, I need you to, you know, write out 
I don't know, let's say I, I like using emails, right? Because everybody do a lot of emails. So, or let's say a caption. I need you to write out a caption um, like Malcolm X, but I want you to do it. I want you to do it with the thinking of Malcolm X, but I want you to do it with the eloquency of Martin Luther King, right? Um, and so therefore, it's going to give me a different response. So the more data that you have on your own self, the more different contexts that you can put into the AI to respond in different ways. Then you can say, well, I need you to do it humorous, right? I need you to do it. Okay, give me two different responses. I like to get bullets and points from AI. I don't like when it does long form just going. So I would tell AI, you know, give me the emotions of 2000. I did this before. Give me the emotional settings of each year from the 1900s to 2020. So first I establish a baseline of what it would give me, right? And then I go in there and I tweak it based on, you know, it first gave me, you know, these ones. And I said, well, context it based on what the people were going through during that time. Take in the financial market, take in your right, the social landscape of everything that was happening. And I need you to give me one word emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. And so now it's giving me that. Then I'll say further, because this is chat GPT I'm talking about. Right. So further, if it's in the same conversation, then chat GPT is recording the conversation from the top to bottom. So it understands the context when you say something next. Right. So you can tell it to, hey, I need you to assume that you are a stock expert this whole entire time while we talk. And as we start off the conversation, always say, you know, um, peace, God. So in every response from the first time that you told it to do that into the last string of inquiries, it will say, peace, God, then it will respond like a stock expert. Then you can say, hey, teach me like a third grader. So if you go to a place and you're getting high level information, you don't have to ask people to simplify anymore. You can just take the notes and then feed it to chat GPT and say, hey, I went to this seminar. I did not understand everything. Here are my notes. Can you break this down to me like a third grader? You can give it context on yourself. Hey, I only had one year of schooling. I'm from the South. I talk like this. This is what I do. So now ChatGPT is taking in all of these different contexts. And so it's going to customize that education for you. So this is the way I do. I cut, make sure it's customized for me. I don't want general responses, right? And another thing you have to know, ChatGPT4, I would say that's the best one, really the only one we Absolutely. should use. Yeah, because the other ones you're probably going to get one out of four responses can be wrong. Yes, so a lot yeah. of people can be confident wrong information because the AI sometimes gets creative, it gets confused, it kind of like drifts and just adds stuff, and it's like, what is this about? And so if a person not that smart, they might not know they're they're getting false information because the AI says it in such a confident manner, but it's a language programming you know, tool. So even as we speak, we pulling from language, thinking about the next thing to say, but AI has way more suite of information and language to pull from than the average person. So it can say things like it was correct, but that doesn't mean it actually was, yeah. right? So prompt engineering will be the number one skill set, um, right? It is the number one skill set to learn, in my opinion, right? When it comes to the future of technology. Yeah, I know we talked about it before, but if we can go back to the 90s and teach our kids coding, prompt generation is our era's version of coding. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't have that down, you're going to miss out on a wave. And also, too, for everyone who's employed, begin using this to get out 15x, 20x, 30x output 
and your job to be more efficient. There are some people who used to script write and automate some things at their jobs, but either you can be a part of the wave and let it take over your job or you can use it and get the results now because most companies are not using it. Um, but right. And also, if you have a database of material, you can ask it to write in your voice. Like, So when I use it, I'll say, hey, write this email or telegram message. Or oh, you're giving too much yeah. away now. Hey, hey, you're giving too much away now. Ian. I'm just saying. It helps you got a lot. A lot of cats. So this 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 is what I'm saying. My brother Red Pill coined this. AI is the BBL for non-intellectuals. That's fine. right. But true. There's a lot of people who not really smart, but you're not gonna know they're not smart. Right? Point. Like, all right, so let me ask you all this question. Would you get the chip in your head if it made you smarter? No, I've seen limitless. And how would you get the chip? Shabrashad, Troy? I believe we had this conversation and I said I, I wouldn't do it just because of uh, the process of that chip actually malfunctioning. I think that's what we left off on the conversation. Yeah, no, I wouldn't take the chip. The Limitless, that's when he he actually took the pill in Limitless. Yeah, it was a pill. This would be the pills. The pill's interesting, but the chip is too far. Chip's too so far. how many people you think would say that same response like and, and here's the thing we 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 come from a generation before the internet so this this to me is like the last generation to think for themselves right because technology will be in such a place you will never have to think for yourself again mm -hmm. right you won't have to figure out anything by yourself if and, and i've contested like this everything is artificial now Right, artificial foods, artificial insemination, artificial lashes, artificial lips, fillings, breasts, bodies. Too much in the ladies. You know, hold on. Packs. No, hold on, fellas. Listen, I just seen that there is a quiet industry of fellas the getting surgery. Ran it up. Well, quiet industry. <laughs> yeah, so there's a fake six packs, things of that nature. Like when you think, like human beings do drugs, you know. Human beings do crack, they do heroin, they do meth, they do X pills. So taking a chip and putting it inside themselves is not a far-fetched idea at all, yeah. especially if this is the first um, thing that people will be taking as an enhancement. Because you remember, the future is going to be smart wars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. if, if the war between countries is who has, and it's always been that way, it's always been about the brain trust of that country. Right. So the smartest countries, America was able to attract the best talent all across the world and it can offer them a better life and send money back right home. America can't do that anymore. Right. People are tired of the dependence on America. But the brain trust of these different countries is what make them supreme. Right. And so now it's going to get to a point where I believe. You know, in the future, it's going to be about the fight of people who is the smartest, who's the most intelligent, because people got these chips and you're in a conversation with them and they're running laps around you or their businesses. And you see the people with the chips in them and they, all of a sudden they doing millions of dollars. You, It's going to make you rethink like, no, it's, it's, it's similar to Adderall, right? Yeah. Like if you if you um, there's there's plenty of people that take Adderall and different types of things that I need you to enhance their learning ability yeah. right, right. This I, is heard, I, I, had somebody, I had somebody tell me that before that you every genius sniffs cocaine or wow. it's lsds mushroom these are different things that people i'm not one of those geniuses huh 
I'm not one of those. Whoever geniuses. told you that, they probably definitely did cocaine. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they probably did. They probably did, perhaps. Right. But there no, are but a lot of people. There are a lot of successful people that sniff cocaine. And yeah, cocaine. I don't want to go heavy on the on the on the cocaine conversation, but you know, it's it's one of those drugs that I remember when I was working with people, they did cocaine, and it's the it's a functioning drug because it doesn't make you addicted. But it's definitely a, it's a functional drug. It's not you can be an occasional um, coke sniffer, right? And and, yeah. and speaking on that though, so We're not endorsing this for the record. No, no, this no, no. is not. We're not doing this. Rashad says the way he built Earn Your Leisure was through cocaine. <laughs> but I will get your tickets to a as, we go, as we go deeper into technology, the mushroom and the psychedelic industry is going to continue to boom, right? Yes. And grow exponentially, right? Because people are going, like, we're going into the, instead of viral moments, we're going into viral experiences with AI, right? Customizing different, what they call second experiences second-rate experiences with AI because everything is going to be customized. Movies will yeah. be customized. Everybody thing will be customized. So when you create a great experience, you can now sell that experience to someone else, right? And, and so, but, and, 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 that's, and, by, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're not endorsing drugs. No, 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 no. This, I'm talking about technology. The, no, I'm, the, saying, I'm, 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 not endorsing, I'm not endorsing any drug. I'm just saying that people have used people have used substances to help enhance their brain power. Yeah. Whether whether that's just whether that's psychologically they think that or but it's it's been proven that a lot of intelligent people have done this. And like I said, you go to any medical college, whatever, like they're taking Adderall because they got to study all night, they got to stay up, they pass tests, so. What I'm saying is that, it, like you said, if, if you're willing to do that, you probably are willing to put a, if, brand, a chip in your And if it's right. a bag attached to it, 90% of people will do it, to answer your question. 90%. Yeah. If, you, if I told you you can make $1.5 million to $4 million a year, 90% of people will do it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And and then look at Silicon Valley. Like 90% of people microdose on mushrooms daily over there and do LSD. And Joe it's been Rogan that way. Her award in the crackheads and nobody said nothing. Drugs and technology have been related since, you know, the 60s doing LSD and coming up with all of these wild ideas, right? That's, it's all like LSD has always been like a scientist drug. And this is, this was published back in the 60s. Everybody knew this, right? But now it went to party drugs, right? Strather than thinking experiences in drugs. So now we had a different phase, but social media is a drug. Sugar is a drug. Caffeine is a drug, right? So you know, we are the highest generation ever because every single day we on drugs. We just have different forms. When they made technology become desirable and emotionally connected, it became a drug. It gives you a dopamine hit, right? And so it, we are already high and people don't like normal experiences anymore. So that's going to heighten and get worse. I came up with New America, you know, back in 2019, when I talked about mobilization, automation, digitization versus stress, anxiety, depression, suicide, as technology increases, our emotional dependency increases. So our emotional re resilience and intelligence decreases because we don't know how to handle those things for ourselves. So we look for, you know, full connections through social media, 
right? And through buying things or getting a new body, right? So it's all of this artificial emotional connections that we have. And so this is why you see a correlation between drug use and technology and things of that nature. And so I only brought that out to say that there's going to be correlations as AI continues to evolve, right? And so to hedge against that is to kind of think about why would I then start taking these different things and, and think about why would people start taking the chips? Because it's easy to say I won't do now, right? Yeah. But I haven't seen a technology that came in and that made people money or a drug that came and claimed to make people money or an enhancement and people go say no. Why? Society don't have no morals to stand on. Okay. Especially when we're losing the race internationally as well. So let's do this. Lane, yes, this is a high level conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, hit the like button yes, and please. share. Okay. Hit the like button and share. Yes. This is this is a very rare opportunity to hear the highest level of conversations. Um Ever. So don't miss this opportunity. Don't play yourself. So let's get to currencies. Let's get to currencies. So uh, put a post up on social media a couple of days ago and uh, it ruffled a lot of people's. Yes, status. it did. Surprisingly, surprisingly. We got quite a few phone calls. <laughs> all, it did, all it did was say the currencies that are worth more than the US dollar, meaning that their dollar is stronger than the US dollar. Yeah. And the number one currency was the Kuwaiti dinar. Mm -hmm. Is one American dollar is equal to three point two dollars. Um, and then the Bridenanian uh, dinar mm -hmm. is one dollar to two point six. And then the Amanian, yeah, Amani, uh, Real, Real, one to two point five. The Jordan dinar, one to one point four. Pound sterling, which is the British pound, one to one point two. Uh, the Gibraltar mm -hmm. pound, one to one point two point four. The Cayman Island dollar, one to one point two. The euro is one to one point one, and also there wasn't enough room for the Swiss franc, which is also one to one point one. So mm -hmm. it's just nine currencies who have. Nine countries who have stronger currency. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Than the U.S. dollar. Now, this is an interesting conversation because people, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people were 
upset about the post. They said it was like fear mongering and it was uh, disappointing. And it's like you're, you're championing the fall of America. Look, look, let me say this. You guys ask for the information. And then when we give it, you get upset. So we can either give you the truth and let the truth settle, or we can lie to you. I choose, <laughs> what I you choose not to lie. I think the interesting part is like, maybe there's a confusion, right? <laughs> the fall of America. All of America has been predicted for a long time, people. That's why you love and Malcolm you X. Ray Dalio's books, he walked through the I same thing. You can argue the number one hedge fund manager of all time has been saying this as well. If you've been awake the last 20 years, you can see, like most countries plan their attack over 50 years very quietly. America is the only country on earth that screams, hey, we are coming to kill you. So if China went to Africa and got all the lithium mines and they're going to go to attack Taiwan for that company, what do you think they plan to build? And if Elon goes there and they build a fucking supercomputer, you think they're doing that for play? No. When the Swiss franc got depegged in 2016, that fell apart. They've been waiting for their moment as well. The Bahrainian dinar. Like if you travel, this is why it's really key. Once again, I did not go to Mexico just because the beaches were pretty and so were some of the women. Hey, baby, I see you. I love you so much. Listen, listen, you you need an international edge. I don't want nobody to think I'm capable. You know what I'm saying? But you'll know. Stop. Hey, real quick. Real quick. Come on, man. Do you, do, you, do you think the uproar was because people are correlating the worth of the currency and comparing the it to the, the strength, strength of the economy, the right? Of the economy. Right. I think there's, there's, that's the confusion, right? They think, oh, wait, you're saying that because the currency is more, that that's a stronger economy. Well, we also got a certain level of education. This is why we're here, right? Yes. We have to educate the people um, because there's some countries that keep their currency low on purpose, like China or import export import export purposes mm -hmm. there's some countries that prefer to keep their currency higher for different mm -hmm. reasons so just because your currency it yeah it's not well first of all is that you gotta get you can't get emotional that's the first thing like you you can't be emotional when i'm you, emotional you, i hug the block you gotta you gotta like just emotions <laughs> don't change nothing i take in the information because it's useful because it's like okay at the very least, at the very least, if you're traveling to these countries, you should know how much your dollar is worth because it could either be beneficial or it could be harmful. If you're in Canada, it's beneficial because our dollar is stronger than the Canadian dollar. So that means our buying power is, is higher. Our buying power for just basic items like clothes, but also for real estate as well. Mm -hmm. But when you go to, when you go to London, the mm -hmm. dollar is weaker than the pound. So that means that their buying power is stronger than us for basic Burberry coats, but also for real estate as well, mm -hmm. and a variety of other things. So you, as an intelligent person as a, and as a world traveler, at the very least, you should be aware of where your native currency is strong yeah. and where your native currency is weak. Yeah. And there's more. There's more into the conversation, but it's not something to be to be upset about for educational purposes only. Yeah. Right? Like you can you the information like the information is what it is. Like we didn't. It, it wasn't made up. These are. These are real facts. And like, wealth, don't make a post next week. They're going to use chat GBT to have the graphics. And Big the they took all my little yeah. points about China and Russia and, and remixing. But look, we're, we're 10th. We're not even in the play-in game. Austin <laughs> Reeves not going to save us <laughs> this season. Game, Neither will he save the Lakers. Like, the Euro has outpaced the Swiss franc. 
Cayman yeah. Island dollar. Like that's why I say. And remember, two years ago, I was saying go study every country, top five governments, top five institutions to see what they're doing. If you don't think so, if Germany leaves the EU and teams up with Russia, because they were one of the two countries that was keeping the EU afloat. This BRICS thing has been planned for a long time. So if Germany gets mad and wants revenge on the United States of America as well, because that history is very troubled, then what? Frank is going to go with them. And for those of you who are saying, hey, well, Japan had a dominant run in the 80s and that didn't fare well for them. We put them into so much debt. Go read Confessions of an Economic Hitman to tell you why. Can, can, can Germany go to war still? They, they got such be, a bad. They can be an ally in a war. Mm. They lost their military. They're like Japan. You know, that's one thing, though. This Japan, is not a head up war like we keep saying, though. Right, no, that's right. true. So this is this history is very important to understand. And after World after World War II, when Japan um, suffered the defeat, they um, crushed their military. They told Japan they can't have a military for I forgot how many years. And so mm-hmm. Japan has a very weak military even to this day. But what Japan did was they say, okay, we know that we can't have a military, and we're kind of screwed on that situation. And we're relatively a small island. They focused on technology. Mm-hmm. Yep. They focused their attention on technology because they said, okay, being that we're not, we, you took our military away, how else can we compete in the global economy? But who took their and, military away? Quiz question. Uh, NATO. NATO. Before then. Before, well, before then, well, that's, that's what it, that's what it, it happened. Is it not, is that not what happened? It was a, yes, but that was the nail in the coffin before then, the deal that they reached with Germany and Hitler was very led to that downfall. So Hitler made an agreement with them. If you let me have this portion of the country, I won't invade the rest. Hitler doesn't have the highest moral standing. What happened? Got part of that country invaded and took over the rest. And then later, this is why history is so important. We're the only country that does not look at hundred year cycles and see what our competitors are doing. How old is China? 50 years, 60 years to get revenge? That's nothing to them. And if you don't think they're not knocking on everyone's door and say, hey, come join my team. It's like the big three, like when LeBron, when it got D-Wade, and Melo was supposed to go there, they're knocking on everybody's door. Because, like, China doesn't have to be number one. They just have to be center-focused. So if they have all these spokes of protection in every country, they can beat us through a bunch of proxy wars. So how so, all right, when the currency wars, so... And you got the BRICS currency, whatever it's going to be. I, I, I want to think about what is it going to be backed by, right? Now, I believe if we're talking about history, right, China was the first country to administer a currency that wasn't backed by anything. And that was through Genghis Khan's grandson, Kublai Khan, right? Yeah. So he did it by the threat of death. Now, that didn't work out so well. Right. But that was still the first country and it's probably going to be the first completely digital country that we know about. Right. And we know, you know, they got the digital one and China has been accumulating gold for a long time. Right. Um, China has a lot of great gold mines. Right. And China doesn't always report correctly its gold holdings. And it has been said that's possibly because, you know, they're going to wait to report their gold holdings till after they announce what the currency is going to be backed by, mm-hmm. right? 
And when they do that, of course, they would have to increase that price of gold as well. So you could see the greatest gold rally in history. Mm-hmm. Now, when we jumped off the gold, America didn't want gold up. So uh, the gold prices have been manipulated by all the nations on purpose. Right. Gold. Like people always talk about gold being a hedge. Everybody knows gold is a hedge. You would think gold would be up right now. Right. It, it should be at least 10,000, 20,000. But what happens? That is a manipulation to keep the price down so that these countries and the central banks and whoever else can keep accumulating it. Right. And so my question to you is, do, do you think it's going to be a basket of commodities like the Bretton Woods Three Conference suggested, or do you think it's going to be backed by gold, which makes it easier to put it over under so, standard? Set, set in Toronto, because gold has more, uh, China has more gold than us, hands down. Um, right. If they back it by gold, and then we have an actual, because technically money is a paper receipt for an asset that you have in store. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's an ATM slip. So mm-hmm. once we came off the gold standard, that's when you start to be able to do I like crazy lending and bad lending practices on the banking side. Um, if they back that by gold while teaming up to solidify that this is safer, that will be like a death blow to us. I'm not mm-hmm. being sensational, but like if I'm playing chess, what can I do to beat you and say, hey, every dollar that I have for you here as a citizen is backed by gold. Theirs is backed by nothing. While we are ushering out Fed now and they're attacking every crypto on earth except Bitcoin. So it's digital dollars versus real dollars backed by gold. And wait and you guys find that Russia owns the majority of Bitcoin once again. And all of this push in Ethereum and Bitcoin was done to destroy our dollar. And Elon takes his ass over there and repatriates there. It's going to be game set match. So here's the here's the thing. Um so hot takes. I said it before, and they all you know, you know, you know what's not hot? When wealth is my shit. When you said now it's different, we're in a different space. And also, no, they should have listened two years ago. People don't listen when it's time. That's people not listen my when fault. It's- That's Look, not my fault. The time to plant wanna, or plant a tree is twenty years ago. The best. Time I just want to say this, shot. I just want to add to what he said. It's it. It doesn't require a hundred percent gold to back up a dollar. It only requires somewhere around forty to fifty percent. So. When you're talking about backing up the dollar and you looking at their reserves, even America could do it if they did it the right way, but it doesn't require 100% backing. You understand me? So my suggestion with people as as far as one in their diversification is buy gold, right? Long term, right? For long term. So short term, you might short it because everybody's saying buy gold. So, you know, they manipulated to keep the price down. Long term, if I look at the 2053 wealth report again, they say black people have 0% assets. Gold is an asset. That's a guarantee of wealth storage. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have gold, whether, you know, I would do the same model. If you want to be backed by gold, go to 30 to 50% of whatever you worth and have it in gold. Then you're backed by gold. To me, that's a simple so let me, let me diversification. Let me, let me say that. Well, first, all right. So first, um, this is going to be a two yeah, America's in 10th place when it comes to currency, but there are 180 currencies in the world. Um, so you went from top 10 to not mention at all. That's not good though, right? Well, like I said, some countries have um, kept their, 
well, that's a different story for a different day. But let's talk about gold. Let's 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 really talk about gold. So okay, okay. So to play God's advocate here, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. gold actually has some real life utilization. I can name yeah. one. Gold water. Gold water. Gold, gold, gold water. First thing that comes to mind. Yes, that's the first thing. <laughs> uh, gold and different products that we use. Um, so it does have some real life application for, for sure. For sure. But 90% of the gold does not have any real, it's not being used. It's being hoarded and it's used as a store of value. So what makes gold valuable? The fact that people think it's valuable? Because most people are not using it, right? Mm-hmm. So what? It's not. It's not more valuable than water. Currently, right now, it's not more valuable than oil. Currently, right now, it's not more valuable than a lot of different things. You could probably name ten different things on Earth that have way more. Water is way more valuable than gold. Who owns Tremendous. the majority of the water in the United States of America? Well, let's just finish this point first. So, so my I love it. <laughs> <laughs> free smoke, free smoke. So, free smoke, so, free smoke. So, so my thing is this. Um, I'm not saying what you're wrong when you're saying, you know, buy gold and gold. And, but it's like, okay, if they back the dollar by gold, what, well, gold, who gives value to gold? Us. Is gold right. really is gold really that valuable in the it's grand scheme true. of things? Probably not. Probably not. The Federal not. Reserve uh, or Federal Reserve gold value. Because, and it because, starts as a pressure. But well, once again, is yeah. but what I'm saying is that in life, right? Human beings have put value into gold and it has been traded as a, as a, as a currency and a commodity for thousands of years. So mm-hmm. psychologically, it's just already in place to be recognized as something that's valuable, but it's ultimately not that valuable. It's not more valuable than water. It's not more valuable than oil. It's not more valuable than a variety of different things. No. It's just not, yeah. it's not, that's, that's not even debatable. That's just a fact. And that's why I said in 2020 that water is going to be one of the rarest commodities in 2030. You did say that. To answer you the question, Coca-Cola and Nestle own 85% of all major waterways in the United States of America. You think that was so, an accident? I, 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 want, I want to throw this out there since we're talking about gold. Let, let's talk about, I mean, just commodities in, in, in general, right? Like when we talk about... And we talked about copper a few weeks ago. Well, well, let them answer the question, though. I, which, which question? About gold be, not being that valuable. What was the question? So, so the, gold, the problem, gold, gold, you mean for the average everyday person or a scale? Yeah. For I think you put it at society level when you talk about gold as well, right? Okay. And, and it's a reason why we don't use gold when we could use gold more. Right. Because gold is a superconductor of electricity. So gold could be used and it is used in electronics and appliances. But we don't use it specifically because we turn it into the storehouse of value. Right. We use it in beauty products like ancient since, you know, Samaria to Egyptians have always used gold. Right. And this was before it was a currency. They used it for as many other different properties. They have very alchemical properties, but it's not utilize and associate in that manner because gold is actually one of the worst marketed commodities on the planet That's right the buoyant industry does not market gold correctly so this is why a lot of people haven't been using it. when you look at digital currency been the best marketed currency on the planet this is why so many people has used it as a philosophy behind it ideas when people think of gold in all its majesticness and you know how it actually does right enhance the properties of a body and we're born with 0.02% gold within the body. 
that becomes different story than why is paper dollars valuable in the first place, right? Because it's a social construct, but beyond a social construct, gold actually does have real value, right? It, 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 it has a beautiful story if it's told correctly. So for me, I think that because they took everything off the gold standard, and society is not about enhancing itself and enhancing its bioelectrical field and becoming the smartest and spiritual movements and things of that nature. We don't have a society that uses gold correctly for the uses that it could be. Right. It's the same way how people only use look at Bitcoin as a currency when it's the blockchain that created the greatest leisure that the whole entire world is going to operate on. So it's the way we look at gold that makes gold devalued. But gold has always had value since the beginning of humankind. Why would people of early days go and mine gold when that's a very arduous task? They wasn't trading in as currencies, hmm. right? They was using it for as alchemical pro properties, right? In the beginning, ancient Egyptians understood how they could utilize it. But society ain't golden no more, right? We ain't living life like it's golden. So if for me, like I said, I'm going to sip that gold water all day. You know, so based on the gold's narrative is is where the value comes from, right? Because you have plenty of other precious metals that we do use, copper, nickel, silk. So those things are being used, not looked at it the same, and their stories aren't the same. And so based on what you're saying, the narrative that has been shaped around it is why it got its value. Right? Is, is that what you're saying? Can I chime, chime well, before? Yeah, really no, it when it has intrinsic value, in my opinion. And the, the reason why it's been devalued is because the narrative hasn't continued. Right? So, like, it was a time, point in time, after they took everybody off the ghost, that it made it illegal to hold gold up until the 70s. You can only have it in jury. Right? So, that's a whole period of time, decades of time, where people weren't, the world wasn't looking at gold. Mm -hmm. There was a meeting where Europe wanted to, um, um increase the gold price they had the meeting it's meeting member numbers with henry kissinger right and members i believe uh the european parliament I, I i don't know if i got my historicals correct on that exactly but this was a meeting that happened and america was like no we can't let y'all come and play with gold because we just took ours off this standard and we don't want y'all playing with the price of it so they did things to make sure it was manipulated so the story of gold in people's mind hasn't been told the story of gold, you know, about gold minings, that's about it, right? But any other properties on how we use it in dentistry and electronics and medicine and aerospace and glass making and photography and architecture, that's not what's marketed in the gold story today. That's so when you look at people use the dollar, a paper dollar that's worth zero with old slave masters on it, right? And we spread that around with a social construct that this has some value, even though this was made to be a receipt for gold, which is considered to be God's money, right? That's a completely different story. So gold is not the greatest, you know, it's, it's not going to be the greatest when you're talking about lugging it around and everybody got coins, but that's why we created the papers to say, this is backed by gold. They're creating yeah. cryptocurrencies backed by gold, they already have cryptocurrencies backed by gold, rather, right? And look at Warren Buffett. He went and bought a gold mine, right? So if we're talking about the greatest investor of all time, he believes in his gold. And but the thing, for me, this, it's a diversification. It's not the whole thing. But mm -hmm. Let me say this real quick. The reason why it's important, because gold is one of the few assets that you can trade with internationally, even in times of war or if we have complete shutdown. You cannot do that with diamonds. Silver doesn't hold as much value. And the reason why it's been marketed that way 
is because we we all can agree capitalism is designed for maybe 20 percent max of people to win and 80 percent to lose you cannot have a winning capitalist society without a bunch of people losing at scale so when we came off the gold standard they made it illegal to hold gold because they wanted all the reserves for gold in their possession this isn't something that i got off youtube Go look at the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 when we came off the gold standard and why that mm-hmm. was pushed and why this is this is why it's really important that I always tell you I didn't start investing in 2020. So some of these lessons that you get to learn and get to hear how this was planned when we sold all of our toll roads, so all of our waterways, sold our major tech off, and then in exchange, we started to bring in CEOs from other countries to run our companies. This was a planned fucking destruction the entire time. This was planned. We're the only country on earth, like even in our politics, we can't even get Republicans and Democrats to agree that China is our enemy. We're worried about Mm. pronouns and a whole bunch of other shit that doesn't matter. But guess what? Some of them have paid off too. Mm. Y'all keep worried about Nancy Pelosi. Y'all need to go see who has trade deals set up in China for when shit goes down. These are my thoughts, my views. Y'all don't have to agree. That's a great part about investing. You don't have to agree with none of my people. Like, oh, you're doing a hot take. No, I'm doing hot wins. No, mm. the takes don't matter. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Trevor Rashad, how many black podcasters make 500000 to a million a year? There's no money in hot takes. Gossip mm. and propaganda are tools of the poor they pushed on us. Now, if we want to talk, we can run act and everybody else numbers. I know who's making what. They ain't hitting that shit. We don't need no hot takes. It actually costs us more money to do media. Come on, man. We've been they sold have, our country away. They, so, all right. So, they uh, have, I got a correction that I said 20 to 40% back by gold, not 40 to 50%. So, the question is that what currencies do you think will be the most important over the next 20 years? So, obviously, you said the Chinese yen. Yeah. Um, are there any others, or is it, is it just the Chinese yen? Yen, um, Australian dollar. Um, what, what, what's the primary currency of Dubai and UAE? Muy importante. Not sure what it's called, but... That one. That, key. One, that, one. that one's going to be key. The Dubai, UAE yeah. and Dubai is the new America. You think everyone from the States isn't getting passports to go over there just because it looks beautiful over there? Now, it talks about diversification. Please write this down, everyone. You're going to need international diversification if you want to remain a millionaire as a resident of the United States of America. Do you think they're going to just let everybody sell courses and programs and Patreon and OnlyFans and shit forever? No. That's coming. Elaborate on that, though. Uh, only fans, no, only fans. Elaborate on the, the, the international diversification. What does that look Once like? Once again, to you're going to have to pick a primary country that you build a relationship with, and this is the last time I'm talk yep. about it, that you have to build nation building with and build a business there. So if our country value goes down, and, and the key thing about even with ChatGPT and Sam Altman's history really fascinating that he was able to take all some of the like the best ideas that he was a a judge for and put them all into like one business but you're going to have to travel to target markets that are untapped like in a mexico or indonesia or bangladesh and build businesses there because the growth potential and growth profile for united states citizens is going down it's dwindling down 
there isn't much money here anymore. And once they stop printing, because in order for everything to, to balance out, we're now in an interest, interesting space where we probably take a year or two off quantitative easing. But by 26, they're going to have to go back to pumping money just to keep everything afloat. And if they don't, guess what? The country is going to erode faster. So we're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. If you have kids, what are you going to do? You're going to sit and cry and say America fell apart? No, I keep saying, I, you think I went to Mexico just because the beaches are good? No. You have to build relationship there in order to build. But you can't just go there and set up shop. You're going to get ran off that block. Same thing in other countries. Now, because we built India's middle class and we built China's middle class. Here's a dumb idea. I'm going to go to a warring country and say, I'm going to give you all of our best technology and I'm going to help you raise the profile and do exchange and trade with you and build your country. And I hope that you choose not to have war with me after you treated some of our citizens like shit 80 years prior. We did this to us. We are building up yeah. India. So now India's middle class and tech is growing immensely fast. So now we have two of the biggest factions. And if we don't set up treaties personally with other countries, your growth is going to be limited to the upside. So, not so, right. so you're saying limited countries, I think is a huge one. What you say? Everyone think I got a place in Mexico just because there's not a vacation spot for me. Dubai real estate market. There's other countries like I think Colombia. You can Sweden, like Sweden, Switzerland. You're gonna Sweden. have to find somewhere else to go. London's Diverse, dying slowly too. Get your tickets to market money's alive. Becoming a global citizen and becoming borderless. These See, are just my point. thoughts. Not 19 keys. Not earn your leisure. Not Trevor shot. But damn, but I, agree. I agree with all of, all the dangerous things that he say. Once again, <laughs> it, it's not that it's not dangerous as most. <laughs> Here's my research power for today's show. It's not that three, it's dangerous. Three, Hold on. Three. Most people don't put in the work that I put in to know this. Wait a minute. You printed that out? Print out. This is my research power for today. Yeah, I want to see was... where the fuck was y'all at prior to 2020. That, He's different. That, so, no, that, that was the chat so, GBT printout. Hey, Peter, GBT. call me. Josh Brown, call me. Citadel, call, I'm done. Like, yo, yo, well, call me. We, we'll buy that too. Just well, want a remix. Y'all love when well, they do it. <laughs> I would like Ian's cup to come to the front of the camera. Three current. Here's my here's my three here's my three currencies to watch for the next. Tell us a shot. Next decade. Yes. Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP. You playing to the crowd with the XRP? Well played, my boy. <laughs> well played. XRP Nation loves you. Listen, I, I got. I, I'm 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 with. Uh, Ethereum, because of course, there's a lot of if, if if we talking Web three, Ethereum is still at the forefront of Web three, and they build out slow. They're not in a rush to try to become a currency. They're about infrastructure, right, and mm -hmm. building real things, and that's what I love about Ethereum. They're not a hype coin. I talked about this last time. It's not a hype coin. Yeah. Right. I believe that they're if they wanted to market it like that, the price of Ethereum would be much higher. Right. But so would the volatility of Ethereum as well. Mm. So I like Ethereum for that reason, because I feel like the value of it is priced in and people are buying based on the value. Right. Um, Bitcoin, you know, if it don't get hit with death by a thousand cuts, you know, by America purposely coming in and trying to shut it off or whatever. Yeah, they do the one is safe because the yeah. banks are going to get behind it, you know, 
Other than that, Bitcoin is your digital gold in this new landscape of technology, especially as we go more into spatial realities and all of these different worlds that people are going to be used, right? The CBDCs or, you know, whatever happens. Hold Bitcoin on, what are CBDCs? The central bank digital coins, which I do not suggest whatsoever um, because we are entering a totalitarian social credit system where they can monitor, destroy money, and make money. When at first they only had the power to make money, destroy money, they can cut off access to you if they don't like certain behavior. America is jealous of the way China runs the citizens. And because America has the illusion of a democracy, America is jealous of the way China runs its country. They don't have to ask nobody for nothing, right? And they can get more things done quicker because America is a fake democracy, but it has to keep up the branding of a democracy, mm -hmm. right? And so Americans are constantly losing rights all the time, and they just slide it in these bills. Oh, and the people know, especially right. the TikTok one. Not to cut you off, the TikTok yeah. one is not going to happen. Oh, the biggest removal of privacy rights for internet citizens since the Patriot Act. When they pass this bill, if yeah. you actually take the time to go read it, oh baby, tough. How we live? About TikTok. Keys, keys. I got, I got a question for you, right? And this is interesting. So when we, Shai, you just brought up three currencies, and I know we use currency, but Bitcoin is it really a currency, or is it like, a, like you just said, is it digital gold? If we're thinking think long, if we're thinking long term, and we're talking about the crypto space outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum, are there any? that you would see that are viable to say, you know what, right now on the landscape, this is something that we should be keeping on our watch list that we should look toward long-term valuing or, or investing. I think it's probably not gonna like this one because uh, I don't like it, but it's usually the ones that I don't like that end up working. Uh, Worldcoin. So Worldcoin is a very dystopian project, but with everything that's about to be implemented, um, Worldcoin is basically a project that downloads and stores data, biometrics, things of that nature. And mm -hmm. it um, by doing that, it rewards you with some of its tokens and coin, and it is now being adopted, um, as, especially as we're going to this, like I said, totalitarian, dystopian society, projects like that, um, that is backed by a lot of big money, right? I think Worldcoin will be one of those coins that... I can imagine it being used at the airport. I can imagine it being used at, you know, federal buildings and things of that nature. Um, so you kind of kind of look at and, and 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 that's my like coins like that that have these utilities built into them that's backed by these different programs and things of that nature. Coins like that, I believe will make it um, because it's not about the currency. It's about the utility. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the short term, if you're going to be looking at Bitcoin, as it rises in certain currencies, you're going to be looking at gaming tokens and things of that nature. So you want to go study some of the low caps and you're going to use tokenomics, right, which is a study of how you grade cryptocurrencies. So most people look at cryptos based on pure speculative information. They don't have any strategies when it comes to how do I grade a cryptocurrency, right? And so most people don't actually read white papers anymore. They don't yeah. study the founders. They don't know the reward basis. They don't know the trajectory of the future and how does it align with where the world is going, right? And is there a line with the way that regulation is going? Because that's important as well. It can be the greatest project in the world, but it can get cut down by all these regulators who won't tell you the rules until they want to write rules to write you out, right? And so cryptocurrency is a space that's not going nowhere, but for some reason, regardless, people, there's going to be people 
who love it. It's going to be people who hate it. It's going to be people who make a lot of money, people who don't. Same thing with stocks. Um, but yeah, I would say WorldCoin is an interesting one to study. Um, I won't say a lot of the other ones. I still like Cardano for a project basis of a lot of different things that they're doing, but I wouldn't say go buy Cardano. That's something that you're going to have to go do your own study up on. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to look at any coins, look at the utility and how they fit into the new world matrix. Quick question for you, Keys. Um, if I could slide this one in. Uh, the founder of Bitcoin is what nationality? <laughs> Um, the perceived nationality is Japanese. Okay. Um, the nationality of it, what is he, Russian? What what about the the biggest promoter of Dogecoin? The biggest promoter of Dogecoin is, um, he's (laughs) African-American. That's funny. (laughs) So if we have a whole bunch of global currencies, and I've told you guys this before, they're going to let crypto get hot. That's fine. So. And the government and banks are going to come in and take it over. That's a fact. And it's no different than like, like remember when everybody was getting mad at Drake? It's like, yo, he took this person's sound. And like, you don't think the government is not doing the same thing? So now right. the push of Fed now pushing away Cash App. And notice, even after the Hindenburg research report came out, Jack hasn't said a word. Then rest in peace, Bob Lee passes. Bob didn't live in San Fran anymore. He lived in Miami. Oh, man. Oh, Bob. And also you, the you, other crypto you, founders that passed. Like, those founders died? Come on now. I think that here's the thing, and this is not a conspiracy, because I feel like we're, we're, we're way past conspiracy at this point in reality. We just live it daily, right? Like every single week we get a new news we're report. We're living in scandal every week. It's, it's no longer conspiracy. At some point in time, the formula goes beyond uh, coincidence. Right. And if you were an investigator of a homicide, you would say that it's impossible for these amount of coincidence to happen. You will further investigate until you find motives, till you find connections and you will find somebody guilty. And usually when you're looking for guilt, follow the money. Right. So who benefits? Right. Is who you're looking for. Not who was the actual one that shot the smoking gun. Who benefits from these founders disappearing? Right. And. I'm talking one by one by one by one by one. And what's more scary to that is the American people no longer react at all. So we're, we're we've gotten to react point, anymore. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where we don't really protest. I feel like most of the protests that are out there in the world are controlled protests. It's like controlled opposition, right? It's 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 the amount that we can allow to happen because this keeps people in control. It's the illusion of freedom, the illusion of choice. But when it's time for us to say, hey, let's take a deeper look, let's investigate, people don't actually do that no more. News cycles last for like two days. Mm-hmm. And it's shortening it more and more because the attention span of human beings is decreasing. And a person would not would rather not think about the world anymore. They would rather go into escapism and into individualism. And that's where they're going to get you to say, okay, you don't want to know about the world. We'll just give you an experience where you live in your own world. Don't you don't have to worry about what we're doing out here. So universal basic income is going to be huge in the future because the de-skilling of America has happened. And most people cannot plot out a course of a career because they don't know what the future is going to be. And so, you know, most people, you've seen a report that came out and said that I think it was something around what 50 percent of people, 80 percent for whatever it was that believed that the college degree was not worth it. Right. The education system is going to go through the biggest reformation than all because it's going to be very hard to validate continuously paying six figures for education that you don't even know has any value. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like th think about this for a second. When we was in high school, we learned all those skills so we can enter the labor market, so we can have value. AI does those skills now. So what would be the point of teaching a human being skills that people are not hiring for? So you have to go and completely revamp the entire education industry so that it fits where the future is going to be and you're priming young adults to have value in a new labor market. But if you don't own the license yeah. to the American education system, you cannot go in and make changes. My two favorite questions that always stumps people, who owns the copyright to the Holy Bible? Yes, there's a copyright on it. And who owns the rights to the American education system? That tells you everything that you need. When so I, I say go study all markets, go study all. So when Rockefeller owned the American education system outright, how long is that license? It coincidentally expires around the time where America as a country should fall. You think that was done by accident? So let me ask you all a question. Still on the beaten path, because this is an interesting conversation. Because you talked about rights to the Bible, even education, right? If AI is writing all of the books, um, and, and and let's say AI gets uh, to let's, 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 Keith, Keith, let's go because it's open-ended questions that nobody ever nobody ever answers. So let's. Right. So who owns the rights to the Bible? The Crown, right? The Crown. Well, the I'm telling you the answer. Okay, come on with it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, I like this. No, I like I'm this. this. No, Yo, no, I'm saying that's I'm, AI for you. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm saying that because I, no, I mean, I'm not in London. No, let's have the conversation because yeah. it's like these conversations are open ended topics, but it, it it doesn't lead to anywhere because nobody's ever going to research it. So it's like, all right, some will. It's, it's a good conversation to start. Yeah. To start. But the vast majority of people won't, right? So, the, the crowd and so okay Vatican. So where do where do we go from what? So what does that mean? The crown that, own, of course, because it's written by. So that would be King James version. King mm -hmm. James. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who King James is, he's King James. Not that King. Not James. that King James. Not that. Not, not, Another King James. So it would it would it would make sense that they own the rights to it because the king put his spin on it, and this is the this is the Bible that is the most widely used in the world today. Uh -huh. The King James version uh -huh. of the Bible. His interpretation of his language. Yes. He did it. He did it. So he if, did it. if those two entities in tandem own such an important asset to America's culture then you should go look at the other assets they own. That's why I say that. Like, always follow the money. People don't have to listen to me. Listen to the- The assets that the Crown owns? And the Vatican. And the Vatican, okay. Listen, we just left Toronto, and we just left Canada. And in Canada, the indigenous peoples have finally received an apology and a renouncement of the uh, doctrine of discovery by the Pope, right? So when you understand the doctrine of discovery, the Pope essentially owns the world. So they were able to go and claim any place where they didn't have their religious doctrine at first. So if they didn't find, you know, you following their script, then they would just take lay and claim. And then they would teach you that and say, we civilized the people. So that to this day holds claim even now. Right. And so by renouncing it is the first time in history that it was renounced 
right? And so those indigenous peoples were able to, you know, talk about now reparations and some remedy to start changing these systems. But the Vatican, Washington, the city, what was it, uh, London, um, these are the most sovereign places on the planet. Nobody runs the Vatican, right? And But at the same time, when we talk about the restructuring of the world, the Pope met with all the religious leaders, right, and talked to them about AI, right, so that they could shape AI to make sure it doesn't become a threat to the religious systems and orders. Because if your parishioners start asking questions that's outside the bounds of the way you want AI to answer it, right, then it creates new faiths, new religions, and it completely deconstructs things. So the thing we want to think about is AI is also who runs it? Untethered AI, I'm talking about AI that if you tell it to do anything in the world, it would do. We now have AI that is completely created and tethered so that you don't go to too many places. You can't ask it certain things about certain people because it has bias built into it. But the people that have AI without the bias, they can tell it to do anything, right? Those are the people that's going to have all the power. So it's a very interesting world to think about in the future. It's the same thing with religions. They make sure that, no, if you're going to build out these AI systems, we first have to approve it. So why would the religious leaders get together and then the Pope says, I have to approve these things first? Most people don't think about the structure in the world the way that it works. You cannot just drop a technology like this in the hands of the people and they have complete access to ask AI any question like they would ask God. Right. Google was the first when it was like, yo, I just Google my way to something. No, they cut certain things off Google. You can't do that. Right. They had dark net when people were ciphering Bitcoin with each other. So there's going to be definitely a dark AI where it's completely jailbroken. Right. And you can ask it to do anything. It has access to the Internet. And now they have these AI plugins to where I can say AI you know, um, start me a YouTube channel and help me create a YouTube automation channel. I need you to search the database for the frequently asked questions and see the le- see the categories that have the least amount of videos answering it. Now I need you to create scripts and then create an AI character and I need you to drop and figure out the best times to post. So we're going to live in a world where it's the battle of automation. So how do you tweak your customized AI so that it fits a plan? So business wars in the future are going to be completely different. Because it's going to be machines going at each other versus humans. Yeah, I mean, right? Literally, even 60% of all internet traffic right now is bots and, and AI. Yes. No, it's not human. It's fake. There's no originality on the internet anymore. But like, what happens when AI writes a new Bible and people follow it? Does it become God? Right? So we're entering different phases of humanity that we have to have these conversations about. And all the top scientists and world leaders, these are the conversations they have. When you have a dumbed down culture, well, we know our top five rappers faster than we know our top five core values. We don't have a culture that's built on anything. No. So we can't build a culture unless it's built on some education, family, values, right? To where we're hopping in the top sectors and we're making sure that we're ahead. So these conversations may seem in the conspiratorial world, but that's only because we dumb them down and try to make fun of them because we don't want to have serious conversations. Why the rest of the world's smartest people in the world are having these conversations every single day because they want to control their future and their children's future more importantly. And this is the most dangerous thing. How like think about the world your children are going to grow up in where they go to AI for everything. Robots make their lunch. Who are the parents at this point? And the robots. Right. And so and 
We have a former we have president. To, we have to think about these things now before they Keith, you said the word control like three times. So I'm I'm just starting thinking about it. Like, who does control it? Is it is it a company or is it country by country basis? Is whoever has the technology to do it? Or is it a free source? Or like there are no free sources. Everybody should read the everybody should think about this. So I think it was Ray Kurzweil that had talked about yep. singularity getting to a point where And really quick, who does Kurt, Ray Kurzweil work for? Google Iglesias. Siri. Siri. <laughs> Apple, Microsoft, and Google. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. So, you know, when we look at this, number one, companies have had AI for a long time, right? For a very long time. This is how they've been maintaining an edge over the average person for a long time. And they don't have an AI that's built in with bias. They have an AI that does exactly what they wanted to do anytime they wanted to do something. That has to be on the table. So, but when we're talking about control and we're talking about things like open AI, you're going to follow the money. Who is the donors, right? Elon Musk was out of open AI because he didn't want to become donors. So they went and found Microsoft, right? He dropped the bag on that because they said there was going to be, you know, a, a conflict of interest because they're building their own AI systems. Now, when you talk about, you know, you got the tech founder and then you got who controls him and who he needs to go to permission for. So when we talk about that, that's beyond just the government. And we got a world that's ran by corporations at this point, right? And so when people think about governments being the control factor, that's not, it's the corporations and it's whoever funding. So if BlackRock is funding it, then BlackRock controls it, right? But at the same time, there are certain systems that everybody has to go through. The digital world is a different landscape than the physical world, but there are still certain trusts that are set up in a way that the world works to say that you can't just start crossing borders with your technology and your software without first having this check because there are systems that go back thousands of years, right? And this are the things that the people are wholly ignorant of. So it's hard to answer that question. It's not one person, their right. system. Right. Can I give some names really quick? So Sam Altman, CEO and founder of OpenAI, was one of the- mm -hmm. You think he controls it though? I'm gonna get to it. He, he is a face. But why Combinator? They have their hands in it. Reed mm -hmm. Hoffman, Peter Thiel at Palantir. Um, Microsoft, of course. Apple's going to put their bid in. Google has a version of BART, and the next iteration of BART will be pretty damn impressive. So it's all the technocrats that have run Silicon Valley the last 30 or 40 years. And then they take that and license it with governments municipalities, school systems to then help. But Sam had the great fortune of being able at Y Combinator to see a bunch of ideas and put them together into one. Because if, if for those of you that's been following startup culture for a while, ChatGPT and OpenAI is a combination of a bunch of great companies prior to yeah. just in one. So like that, that, it makes me think the question, right? So a company, and we, we I brought this up at the end of uh, Market Mondays last week when I was talking about... Um, C3 AI, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas a company that's solely focused on the development and creative environments for people to use AI at the enterprise level, will you see an influx of such companies in the next five to 10 years, right? Like they're, they're at the forefront Absolutely. of it now, but like that's where we're headed with this, right? There's, there's more companies that will be focusing solely on that type of environment. Yeah, that's, that's where all the funding is going to go. And back to Keith's point right. earlier, Sam Altman, who 
who I love dearly, one of the greatest entrepreneurs to walk earth. Founder of OpenAI, which makes ChatGPT, is also our founder of WorldCoin. You think that's a fucking accident? Mm, you hit a wiki search world. and get six pages deep, you'll find... Remember when I was like, yo, read 50 pages, and then internet kid, you don't got time to read 550 pages and 600 pages. All the money is hidden in these pages. Read the white papers. <laughs> got to. <laughs> or you cannot do it, and this is the other truth, or not read and not get an edge and be broke. Because guess what? They keep telling us inflation is 8%. Anybody black, inflation feels like it's up 50%. A yes. lot of people who were millionaires in 2020 broke as hell right hey. now. It's over with. CPI models ain't real. Like, I think that's another thing. Like, we, we living in a time where you just got to kind of like pull the curtain back because I feel like we're in the final stages of the plans. So there was a lot of conversation about Web3, Troy, um, the year last year. A lot of the conversation is not as high because people already said everything they need to say. But you got to remember what the conversation was because AI is going to build those things out, right? We didn't see a lot of regulation against DAOs because it wasn't as easy to just create a DAO and drop it on the public, right? Mm -hmm. So with AI, it's going to make it easier to create DAOs and have these systems where communities are buying into your systems and they have equity and shares into it as well. So it's like a lot of the conversations that were at the top have to now re revisit it because AI, the number one job is going to take is blockchain coding and blockchain development right because it's going to be able to do it better than anybody so when you're talking about number one then nobody's talking about blockchain and there's not one country that is against blockchain there's everybody's against cryptocurrency so calledly but nobody's against blockchain why because they all need it for their infrastructure for their new world order systems because it makes everybody's system more efficient so the conversations that we were having in 2020 have now come back to say it was hard for people to implement those ideas because you needed blockchain developers that can get those done. Now you have AIs, the blockchain developers that can snap those ideas as easy as they make websites. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see a lot of those ideas now being brought to the forefront, not talked about in a sensational manner, just executed, right? Ticketmaster talked about implementing NFTs. That's not a conversation that's hot. It's just a technology that's used. I talked to you all about that. What was about a year, two years ago, whenever we had that conversation, it's going to get to a point where it ain't have nothing to do with projects and hype and none of that. It's going to be about what's the technology? How can we use it? And when it gets to the point where the bubble pops and it goes to a standard, now it's just a technology you don't know you're using. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of information. We need to have the show notes. That's good. We got to do a part two. Two hours in. Yeah, we definitely got to do a part two. Yeah. Uh, lot to cover. Um, yeah, that was very insightful. High level. Extremely. Yeah. Very high level. The highest level. The highest level. The highest level tour. Speaking of the highest level. Coming to a town near you. Oh. Talk about that. Let's talk about that, man. Really Kicking off the tour, boy. Listen, man. First of all, I want to thank you all, brothers, for... Um, the collaboration on you all's tour. First of all, congratulations on that. It's amazing. Sold out tours. Amazing show. Amazing performances. This is uh this has never been done before, right? If you think about like what was it like to 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 have a memory of seeing Malcolm X or or you know Marcus Garvey or any of the great leaders of you know time that we think about, like what was it like to be in the room? 
right? Like, what was it like to take in that information, that knowledge, to be a part of that movement, get that oxygen there, and find your tribe, right? And so we have found ways to implement our ideas into the world by being very brilliant and strategic men, right? Because it hasn't been an easy path. We have learned how to use technology, learn how to be self-aware, how to develop our own skills, how to network, how to create media companies and shows and, you know, create experiences and really dive down on what our people need and giving them just that. And that has afforded us the opportunity, you know, to bring back that energy of a real movement. And so for me, the highest level tour is, you know, it's, it's a moment in, in history that we get to think about and relish in and be a part of because it's a lecture series for me. I'm not doing the same thing twice. I'm not talking about the same thing twice. Yeah. This is me proving my thought leadership. This is me implementing the ideas and reinvigorating the spirit that we're going to need to win the future right now. And the amount of the, the people that have reached out to me since I announced the tour, it, they're going to even make it bigger than anything I could have thought of, right? Because you're not going to see something like this other than going to Market Monday's tour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's, it's, you got the biggest and the highest level. And it's all, you know? Yeah. So it's like, off the same tree. you know the greatest investments on the planet Earth, you, you, you have to learn how to spend your time. We talk about money a lot. But learning how to spend your time is key, right? And most people don't know how to spend their time, right? If you go look at their phone, look at their screen time, go look at what they use, their escapism time and entertainment, this is the reason why a lot of people are broke. This is the reason why a lot of people are spiritually and mentally broke, right? Because I believe this is a holistic movement. We show you how to move, how to collaborate, how to think. And natural intelligence is on the decrease and the decline, yeah. right? The ability to think. So we're going to get heavy into multiple fields, things that I've never talked about at all, full lectures to where I can go deep into my dissertation of thought. And then it's going to be like, you know, TED Talk meets 106 and Park. You know what I mean? With the gods, though. You know, so it's going to be a vibe and I'm yeah. pretty sure we're going to surprise you, you know, because the energy there. First of all, you all you all experience this, you know, on a scale from, you know, I don't know, Martin Lawrence to Dave Chappelle. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, just thinking about like hey, a little back and forth. Like, you know, it's one of your most underrated qualities, man. I tell people <laughs> they see you, uh, the persona. And I'm like, yeah, he's one of the funniest guys I've, yeah, I've met. When, when we saw you in Toronto, I'm glad that they got to see that the treat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Relief, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's no humor in there. So, I, I, from May 4th to June 17th, it's like a 15th. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, just, don't just brush over May 4th, man. But we got to set the stage oh, right, man. We, oh. We, we're kicking this tour off May 4th, which happens to be your birth, birthday. Let's go. In the, the, the capital of the world. Where, where are you kicking this thing off at, man? Well, we're kicking it off at the legendary. Apollo Theater. Oh, that's yes, fire. Sir, New York, New York. That's fire. At the legendary Apollo Theater. Right? Oh. Um, yo, this 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 actually gonna mean a whole lot to me. Um, and I didn't even plan this for my birthday. The universe planned it, right? That was the day that they told us that they had best available. Uh as the series events started to come together, and I said, let's do it. Right. And so the Apollo Theater, the people that's gonna be there, the guests that's gonna be there, everything will be high level um but also it's just gonna mean so much to bring it to harlem you know 125th harlem that's where the guys convene mm -hmm. right and so 
<laughs> now the guys get to actually go there and perform. You know, it's, it's going to be different. This ain't never been done. That's never been done, like, right? Right? Like y'all, y'all, first of all, y'all already, y'all already set up the Apollo Theater to get ready for the gods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> history there. Right now, Apollo Theater is like, okay, we get it. Times have changed. Yeah. We got to let the gods in. Right? And yeah. so, like, like when you see our tour, this is what I want people to understand. Like it's a it's a representation of a mark in time that the paradigm has shifted, right? And I don't think a lot of times we stop and we stamp time periods and be like, "Yo, we've been wanting things to change, but when do you notice things have changed, right?" And now you can say, "Yo, these black men traveling around the world teaching people enlightenment and education, like things have surely changed. Thousands of people show up for this information and knowledge, right? Like." I couldn't have imagined that this would have been the way that the movement is built out, right? So the highest level tour is a mark in a change in history of time. And those people that will show up, number one, it's going to be the highest level people in your city. Yeah. So if you're looking for a high level woman or a high level man, they go be there at the highest level tour. I'm just letting you know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they always ask, where do I find somebody like Keys? Well, I go to things like this, right? So I'm just saying, Talk <laughs> it's not that you look on the phone. We're at Market Mondays. We're at Invest Fest. We're at the highest level tour. It's where you find the greatest people on the planet Earth. Got to be right. a place where you can advance. Find your tribe season. 19keys.com slash tour. Go get your tickets now. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for you all to see this. Well, what's your date for the Chicago show? Chicago show is... I got you right here, my brother. It is May 21st. May 21st. Yes. Make an announcement or not? We want to wait. If, if, hey, listen. Chicago. I know that's we're going to in October, but before then, May 21st, me and the brother going to sit down, high-level conversation, aliens, the market, how to win, how to make $10 million in a quarter in a year. We're going to go crazy. You, you know me when kids get together. It's going to be a different conversation. Ooh. And we're going to listen this one out in advance. Uncensored. Oh, yeah. Y'all think I'd be spicy here. Uh, Yo, he has been waiting for this, man. Yes. Bring your before on. It's going to be, it's going to be magical. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I need to put your gold water in my cup. (laughs) Put it on my rider right now. All gold water, 48 ounces. I know. I, I so okay. The, 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 the cats out the bag. Ian will be there. I know. I know. Billy Carson will be on tour. Um, Yaki will be on tour. That boy cook in person. In person, that yeah. boy cooks. You know what I'm saying? Different. So we 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 got a lot of special things that's going to happen. You know, I know I know just about everybody, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've never asked for favors, but I'm calling in all favors. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> we are we are proud. It's gonna be fun. Invest fest twenty thousand people, at least. At least, at least. I, I think it's gonna be twenty five. Oh <laughs> oh, when y'all get to making these announcements, boy. Yeah, soon. Yeah, soon come. Listen, once we talked about my part, I'll start working on it that night. I was like, bro, hey, no, yeah. It's, I'm gonna have a whole new book for Invest Fest. Like, I'm gonna have a. I, I'm going to have a whole body of knowledge. It's going to be a whole new book that I'm going to be putting out. It's going to be different. Like, I'm custom, I got, you got a custom. Invest Fest is the World Series. It's the Super Bowl, yeah, right? It's the Hall of Fame in real time. 
Everything that happens at InvestFest is history in real time. That So it's like not many times you get to buy a ticket to history to experience it before it happens, mm -hmm. right? And you get to be there and like engrave yourself into the moment. So InvestFest, even the last two, like when they do documentations and documentaries, like they doing one right now on, uh, what's the, the Freak Nick? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Trouble, 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 trouble. Yeah. I it's different. My you know? house has grown. That's a fact. As a culture has grown. They had Freak Nick. We got Invest Fest. We all making right. progress, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Billy talk. You know? for, the, for the culture, man. For the culture. Yeah, for the culture. The nice year shut it down with the giveaways this year to all day. Buff Bagwell going to be money cups. Bagwell, <laughs> boy, in the booth eight oh nine and get paid all day. I got a lot of tour dates. Um, you know you ain't got to say nothing, but if you want to give a little head nod, it, I'm I might see y'all. Who for us? Yeah, oh, you know, come on, that's too easy, man. That's, that's, you know that. However, you want to, however, you want to, you know, curate a vibe. You know, that's easy. That's that's too easy. Yeah, we got times and well, all these several liabilities. At lives just came in. <laughs> Boy, Shotty, you was about to say something. What was you gonna say? Yeah, it's ready. These vocals in yet? <laughs> vocals are in. <laughs> what tell Matthew the vocals are in? Securing the arena. Oh. Uh, He's actually back there right now. He's actually here. Shout out to him. He's been killing your intros too. Uh, oh, Amechi's one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You don't get as yeah. great as your team. You all have an amazing team. Like, I look at Abdullah, I look at Amechi, right? I look at the teams, and, you know, we are nothing without our teams, Facts. right? Because you, you know, you, if you want to get something done, do it yourself. If you want to do more, get a team, and we're doing more. And so, shout out to everybody that's on the team. Um, everybody that doesn't get their flowers, we don't speak about a lot, right? Oh God, you Ty. know, yeah. everybody matters. Ty, right? Um, you know, I don't want to start naming everybody names because then you start missing people out. So I do. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out shout, out. <laughs> shout out to all the co-CEOs. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, we just shout out to everybody. Um, love is love. <laughs> love is love, man. I, I highly encourage everybody to make it to, to Key's live show. It's a vibe. And that's the whole thing. Like everything that that is being done is at the highest level of, of luxury and is being curated um, in a different manner than has ever been curated. When you look at 19 Keys events, when you look at the Market Mondays World Tour, yeah. when you look at our events from South by Southwest and New York Fashion Week, and then of course InvestFest, which I kind of look at InvestFest like the World's Fair, where it... It, it's an opportunity for people to project their, their voice to thousands and thousands of people and actually millions of people want to hit social media and all of that. Yeah. And you know, that's why a lot of billionaires want to, want to be involved in it. Um, he <laughs> 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 worries a lot. No, no, no. Listen, you want to tell one of the names right now? Cause boy, new world economic forum. <laughs> so what, what do you do when you have four billionaires in one year? <laughs> Add more. Crazy. Add more. Add more, but uh, it's crazy. London, London, get your tickets. Get your tickets, uh, Toronto, Canada. Thank you guys so much for the hospitality. We will be back for sure. Absolutely. Um, M2M, everybody that was out there that really just showed us so much love. That was a 
crazy, crazy run out there in Canada. Dope. It, was dope. it was very encouraging. All of us was out there. Um, and just to see the hunger for education, financial literacy, entrepreneurship is something that, you know, has been left out of the conversation for a long period of time for people that look like us that live in Canada. And there are a lot of black people in Canada. If, yes. if you don't know, yeah. I heard somebody like, I, knew, I didn't I even know. I got to travel. It's an hour flight from New York. You got to travel. At some point in time, you got to get a passport. And you, you know, West Coast people. Shout out. Oh, oh and, and what we going to do in Ghana? Legendary. I can't wait to announce that. No, that's going to that's gonna be something different, man. It's incredible, man. It being world travelers and getting to see the world and, and and getting to tell people, like when I was backstage keys and we was all back there, I'm just looking. I'm like, yo, this is like when I was watching uh the Hard Knock Life tour. Yep, and it was just like different camps coming together. Yep. Just yeah. like that's why I was recording you and keys before it went out. I'm like, I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. When Toronto doing this, like this is, I'm it's in crazy, awe. Man. This is, yeah, this is really historical. It, tell Mitch we got the uh, the fashion wars. We gotta drop that. We gotta drop that series. They dropped the fashion wars. They <laughs> got it. Most Listen, I will say this. I will say this. I'm proud of my guys. You understand me? Y'all all showed up. You know, usually when I go places, I just I just outshine everybody. But you all came with the light, um, and everybody held strong. You know, it's good when you got the, you got the you got the dream team. You know, I'm always going to be Jordan, but. It's good when you got Scott <laughs> you got Dennis Rodman, you got people you can pass the rock Robin around. Make the dream team. Make the dream team, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Somebody got to be a Robin. Everybody can't be. So just uh, saying. Yeah. What Robin I was saying, Robin he's, is necessary. He's necessary. He's necessary. We talk about him. So that's you, you know what I meant. You know, we need so, to go talk to Kim Jong Un first and Putin. While we play, no, I just, I, I, no, no, he played both of them already. They sent him out. He was our ambassador. Hold on, this is important. Troy really stepped it up. You know, we was at the uh, ninth inning of the game, right? Um, things were looking uncertain, right? Uh, it was steady. We seen we seen him getting steady pitches. You understand me? Home runs, but towards the end, he came with a shocker. Right? It was a denim on denim. Right with these indigo blue Pradas, phenomenal. Um, the details were immaculate and amazing, and I, I, was, I was proud. I think that's the right word to describe it. I was proud. It was a it was a moment in drip history, and I was like, <laughs> "You're making it right now." Phenomenal. So for all of the drip makers out there, I just want to let everybody know, you know, um, Rashad Troy and Ian have some have made me happy in Toronto. Ian came out with the luxury. I seen him with the. Oh, come on, yeah. man. First yeah. pull up here run together. He was drifting, draped out. And on the yeah. highest level four, I just want to let y'all know everybody has to come, you know, ready to make drip history. Um, come looking good, decadent. Yeah. You understand me? Choose violence. Come look good. Yeah. Right? Cocoa yeah. butter your skin up. Right? Put the perfume and the cologne on. Right? The good kind, not the cheap That's stuff the they get with the Macy's. You understand me? Put your crown on, whatever that Macy's, is. You're on the clock. How soon before you start the business? <laughs> Yo, shout, shout out to Mike. D. Market Monday, sponsored by Macy's. Mike. Next. <laughs> Never. Next. <laughs> of the world tour. Shout, shout out to our guy, man. 1848. Oh, EYL, greatest network on the planet. 
by far. Appreciate by you, far. Brother. Yeah. By far. Ah, so much. Keys, we so got much part two soon. Yes, yes part sir. two we, soon. We only went through half the material. I know. Yeah. We got to run it back. We got to run it back. Um, thank you guys for tapping in, as always. Continue to champion the situation. Get your tickets to 19 Keys' tour. Yes. Uh, get your tickets to the Market Monday's World Tour. We will be announcing dates for Chicago and Ghana soon, but yes. London, London, the date has been announced. June 18th. Peacock Theater. London, summertime. Sounds like a vibe to me. Yeah. Sounds like a vibe to me. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. about you guys, but it sounds like yeah, a vibe to me. Ghanaians, I need you all to petition. Um, and I need y'all to be down, Troy, Rashad, and Ian, and tell them I need to be in Ghana. Um, all you got to do is go on text, man. Come on. Listen, I need the people to let y'all know this yeah, is important. Oh, yeah. You, you did one of my moves. Listen, they brainstormed that little uh, death row idea. Crowd went crazy. I said, boy, that stock went up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, y'all better not play. I'm asking my money back. Here I come. AB rolled me up fast. Like, up. Up. Murder was the case. Boy. Murder was the case. See, when I get out there, so I want to get crowned when I'm in Ghana. So I need the installing, the full process. You're always, always welcome, You're my always brother. Welcome. You know that. Obviously. Always Obviously. welcome, man. So we, Open got, AI. we got the high-level conversation tour. Or maybe we, we got, can do more than one date in Ghana. Who knows? Maybe. Perhaps. 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 Been, there's been talks of Legos. There has been some talks. There has been some talks. You got South Africa, too, which has a thriving community. Facts. So we could always see Johannesburg. Facts. We will be on the continent for, for a, 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 over a week. I'll be there at least a month. I love Mexico. Boy, I'll find me some little, some little beach spots in Africa. Boy, I'm going to do the Nas and Bell. They got them. They got them. They got the vibe. They definitely got, got them. They're going to show the world. The, Shout the out. The of the continent. Shout out to the motherland. We're going to head out there. We're going to do it right. Capture them. All. Thought leaders in Africa, reach out to me. I got some yep. stuff. Not a bank of Africa, reach out. Y'all, y'all, can, you like are, said, y'all can have the states. If we go get Mexico and Africa, oh, baby. Tourism board. Every country, please reach out. Please reach out. Email, please. We'd we'll love to have a conversation. E- email Abdullah. He's African. Slide away. Senegalese. So look, we got the Africans work. So good. Oh my God, that's the secret. That is the secret. That's the cheat code. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, I got it before I go. Okay. What happened? Big week for me. I want to say happy anniversary to my wife, Dan. Oh my God. Happy anniversary, y'all. Y'all are amazing. I love y'all so much. A wonderful 11 years of marriage uh, is probably one, it is the best decision I've made. Uh, so I just want to say happy anniversary to her. We are, uh, we're going to go back to where it all started, man. We got married in St. Thomas, and so we're going to go back there That's uh, fire. to reconvene uh, about 11 years ago what took place. So shout out to everybody. That what was the secret? Uh, I always say this, man, uh, it is communication, it is brutal communication, it is being attentive, it is understanding when to listen, mm. rather than having an argument for you to have your point made. I, I, I learned that over like, probably like year four, like, yo, rather than winning this argument, let me just listen to what's being said. Gotcha. Um, mm. Compromise, um, that's important too. But communication, 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 communication. Year four, so we got to do better, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Shout out, to oh, Shout out to your son for getting crowned. He made my whole day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, beautiful. He, he, school, bro. he went to school. He said that's oh, the ladies going to so. They make him take it off? 
Nah, 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 nah. They let, they let them wear it? That's yeah. fire. So spiritual reasons, they can't make you take it off. Yeah. Mm. Dope. 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 Congra congratulations. Congratulations. It's his crowning moment. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Get crowned. It's going up. Congratulations. Um, more bombs upon head top. Invest best. Nuclear bombs will be dropped. When, when y'all going to start dropping them? On Market Mondays. That's to hold these in. We're going to do the announcement on Market Mondays on April 24th. Yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe, Yo, maybe, so maybe, maybe we, we got, got some people. Maybe we got some calling. Yeah, we have some people calling. Let's call our billionaires. How many billionaires do you know? <laughs> Y'all played me that voice note at the table at LA. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be different technology. I would say this. different. It's going to be a different technology by time Invest Fest comes. Oh, that's a fact. Oh, yeah. Everything moves so quickly nowadays. By by the end of the summer, it's going to be chat GBT 17. Facts. And little, right, right. Robots, little robots running around. Um, so, guys, take care of yourself. Check out the episode tomorrow. It's a dope episode about how to make millions of dollars in the healthcare industry without even that's having right. to be a doctor. That's extremely important. Um, and make sure that you're staying up to date and wealth. Um, please stop, stop. Don't do that again, man. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I don't want to, I don't want to go too hard. I don't know who's behind wealth, the page. I'm not sure. Um, it, it could be the 16 year old in Indonesia. I don't know. Yeah, we don't. Um, give credit where credit is due. Don't do that. You got a big platform. You got 7 million followers. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Another feeling when well, nobody talking about bricks before, and then all of a sudden, every fucking post I see, somebody remixing. But you know, got to create more content, right? Yes. Oh, yes. you wrote it on this one too. On what? On this book. Come on, man. Remix, baby. Sorry. Wait a little. Uh, I don't remember that one, but all right. Uh, it's been real, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Drink your gold water. Yes. <laughs> Straight gold uh, features in the morning. <laughs> it's Florida. Florida, we will see you this weekend. Um, we will be in St. Jacksonville. 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 Oh, shout out to my girl Steph for her birthday this weekend. I'll be in Puerto Rico this weekend. Yes. Puerto yes, Rico. Yes, you, yes. Love, you love those Spanish-speaking countries. <laughs> Got to dominate all. Mexico, Puerto Rico, in Africa. Yes. It's funny to everybody copy it. I'll see, I'm seeing a few more people pop up in Mexico too. Y'all not gonna copy all this. Telemundo. Shout out to Dyke, man. We got some big announcements coming for this summer. New York City. Yeah, I gotta come up for like a couple games. I though. have a meeting. I have a meeting this this week. We we, we got some stuff. That's gonna be. Yeah, I gotta come up. Yeah, I gotta come up. We got to cool see before I want to run the play. Run the play. Listen, run. as long as I can get my jersey and be birdie on the sidelines, I'm good. Birdie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birdie. You'll like it up there. They, yeah. they, you'll love it up there, actually. Yeah. How's your leg, Ian? Doing better. Shout out to the brother that injured me. I appreciate you. Everybody who, if y'all know who injured me, ease up on my guy. <laughs> ease up on my guy. He, he slowly but surely. Yeah, I'm good. All right, y'all. Love is love. Be good to each other. Peace. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. 
24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.